What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Season Gaming Vidcast, episode 137, coming to you this beautiful Saturday morning. Dan, turn the volume off. Is it on? <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear it? I did, but we're good. We're good. We're good. We're going to ignore it and move past it, man. We're, we're going. We're going. I don't even have any volume on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, happy Saturday to everyone. We've got a huge week this week to talk about gaming and uh, some lovely guests as well. But before we get to them, I'm going to get to Indiana Dan and the last declare. What <laughs> is happening, my friend? literally still trying to figure out how in the hell you heard anything. <laughs> <laughs> because I have... I don't know. I hate computers. So no, uh, no fancy shirt this week. Was that just the last on the rack? No, that yeah. This is the whoever's on the hanger. Daughter <laughs> goes there. Uh, so I threw it on. Actually, I had some pretty fun times with the with the blue screen before we started. And, I can uh, imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was a brick. Um, <laughs> a couple other things. No, but I got a couple of shirts on order. So hopefully. Nice. Down the road here, we'll have a couple nice ones. Some new ones, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right, welcome him back to the show for the second time. Thank you very much for joining us, sir. Uh, Mr. Benji Sales, how you doing, mate? Hey, doing good. Thanks so much for having me back on, guys. I had a blast last time. Uh, I'm excited to be back. So thanks so much for having me on for a second time. Of course, man. It seems like the perfect week with MPD results just coming out and you know a bunch of announcements this week. So we're uh, we're going to be leaning on you here shortly once we get into <laughs> it about some of these numbers because uh, there's some interesting things that kind of came out of all these numbers. So mm-hmm. oh, yep. we'll get into it. But uh, joining us for the first time, our friend uh, over blah, 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 our friend from gaming beyond the box mr <laughs> dreadpool himself what's up man not much uh thank you for having me on it's uh quite an honor to be here oh and, there's uh, no honor with me and dan man it's no, just well, we're happy to have you <laughs> my honor. i didn't think you guys had honor but i was i was on the third my, page then yeah. yeah i was gonna wear my bear shirt but they disappointed me last week so Fair. Uh, bears fan yes Chicago fan. Yeah, don't get Dan started. <laughs> don't get me get him started. started. I mean, this is it right here, man. This is the poll, Chicago. Yeah. I'm from Chicago. <laughs> Same here. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And we're supposed to be huge Chiefs fans, but no. just like, you know, whatever. <laughs> They're good. I grew for them Chief, because my Chief, wife was. My Chiefs wife. are my third team. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bears, Bucks, and Chiefs. Okay. All right. So, but anyway, thanks for coming on, man. I know we've uh, we've talked about it before, but it's great to have you here, and it's a great week to be on. Like I said, so bunch of huge topics. So I know with Benji, we talked last time about uh, you know every time we have a first time guest on Dread, we talk about uh, some of their quick history with gaming and uh, your favorite stuff. So if you don't mind, man, just give a you know give us the quick highlight of uh, what got you into gaming, and uh, you've been doing it a long time, season gamer yourself, I'm sure. Oh yes, yes. Um, <laughs> ever since I can remember, you know the the little square that would bounce back and forth and the paddles and of course yeah so uh my mom got me into gaming and she was uh, she's still kind of games right now you know candy crush or whatever you want to call it but (laughs) you know she's the one uh, that started me off into it because she was into it my dad never understood it but she got myself and my brother into gaming and oh so your mom was into gaming but your dad didn't like it no or didn't (laughs) care for it i guess he didn't care for it. he didn't understand it it was he was the strict one of you know you work you you do this you do that you make money you you know responsibilities my mom was like hey let's go to wisconsin we'll go to wisconsin dells you know but it was like by the time you found out you were already in the car and already in wisconsin going to the dells you know you're like where are we going this isn't like going home where 
<laughs> she just take off. Let, let's go here. Let's go nice. there. Let's do this. So she was the adventurous type. And that's kind of where I, you know, how I ended up uh, doing all this extra stuff that most people don't do sometimes. And, you know, going to the arcades, you know, we, we mentioned it briefly earlier pre-show that, you know, going to college, playing Mortal Kombat, you know, being yeah. all cocky and, and like, hey, pop in your quarter if you want to play. You pick my character and then you play like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, we, you know, it's just it's one of those things that you, you have fun with. Um, avid air hockey player and all that stuff. So it's like any kind of game, anything. Video games is like top, but anything to be competitive and and explore you know what i mean so man of my own heart i like it go go out there <laughs> hiking you know going to uh, mount vernon and you know it's all over the place so it's just a little bit of everything but that's cool Very definitely cool. fell into the um sega yes you know, camp you know what i mean grew up with playstation grew up with xbox grew up with <laughs> nintendo uh, Turbo graphics, uh, uh, you know, you just kind of go through every every generation yeah, all the eras. into whatever you could. You know what I mean? So if you yeah. didn't have it, yet again, my dad didn't understand it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> we'd go to other friends' houses and play their Gordon. games. So, but yeah, I mean, the really the highlight was was Xbox itself. You know, okay, having land parties. Oh, of friend, course, my friend brought yeah. home the server and. Um, the server also had the you know the network uh, switch on it. Okay. So we're we're hooking up sixteen Xboxes <laughs> yeah. in my garage, you know, and it's like a whole makeshift you know two car garage and and a huge land party. Everybody had TVs. I had Those were the old, days, man. I miss yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And somebody online, I was I was just chatting with them earlier about it. You know, it was like, man, I miss this. I'm like, yeah, I do. I I miss that. That camaraderie, you know what I yes. mean? Yes. I miss being able to throw an elbow at your friend, you know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, you kill me, you know. <laughs> trying to try to get that kill back, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah, all we could do is just verbally, you know, say stuff, you know, when you're trolling each other or, or heckling <laughs> each other. It, it's one thing when it's your friends, but today society doesn't understand when you're next to each <clears throat> other. It, there's a repercussion. We yeah. literally, Cog and I literally talked about that exact topic on the conversation we had. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a different feeling, different era. Yeah. And, you know, and all, everybody wants to talk about your mom. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding? You're, you're what, four? What are you saying? You're not even old enough to be even supposed to be being able to play this. But, yeah, you know, obviously your mom or dad, nobody's watching you. So you're playing their game. <laughs> Or grandma and grandpa bought it for you, not caring that it's you know eighteen plus. Yeah. So, what would you say is your? Um, would you say Xbox then, or do you have like a, a nostalgic favorite platform growing up? Like, what, I what don't would have be your a favorite platform if you had to pick one. Well, currently, I would say Xbox. Okay. Okay. Uh, obviously, through the generations, it's just been like da, 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 going through. I skipped over PlayStation Two. Uh, wow. Got the PlayStation Three. So I have still been in the PlayStation ecosystem the whole time. I skipped over four. I'm waiting for five. So it's like I, I do the odd ones. I don't do the even <laughs> ones. I don't know. <laughs> so, but um, when it comes to nostalgia, it's a hard sell between Dreamcast and actual arcades. Okay. Ooh. Okay. You know what I mean? I the going inside an arcade and the actual feeling of, of standing there and. Yeah 
knowing that you're going to lose a quarter, you know what I mean? Or a dollar when, when it came up to like the bigger games back yeah. in the day, you know, now, I, now you're just like sliding a card and yeah, it's a little it different is. now. Yeah. Yeah. But that's cool. And do you have a favorite like series or, or specific game? When it comes to series, it's going to be Halo all the way. Yes. No matter what. Dan, I don't know how I keep getting lucky no, to get I, Sega I and like, Halo guys no, on like here. If constantly. I go in like peeking your DMs, it's like, <laughs> hey, we want you to come on the show, but you have to be like a huge Sega fan. You have to I was love just thinking that. And also Halo. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's why it's Sega. all the boxes. I'm not here's disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I'm pretty sure there's like a, a, a form that he has people fill out that I don't know about. You're calling a conspiracy here. There's conspiracy. no conspiracy. But yeah. here's the thing: if you if you sit down and think about it, who was Xbox's biggest supporter when they came out? Sega, right? Yeah, there, there was a there was what? a relationship there. Yeah, yeah, a huge relationship, right? I mean, they were practically sleeping together. Now, <laughs> when you look at the Xbox console, the way it was designed, it's very similar to the Xbox or to the um, Sega uh, arcade machine that they were using. So. Xbox is basically Dreamcast 2. We are at Dreamcast 5 right now. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Let me get these super stickers real quick. Sergeant Tom, welcome, man. Good to see you. Thank you very much for the $2 super sticker. And uh, Abel, what's up, brother? Good to see you as well. Thank you for the 10 euro, I believe. Uh, super sticker. That's appreciated, man. Thank you very much. Uh, good to see you guys. And um, yeah, so... I know uh, we've got a lot to talk about, so uh, let's go. Let's get into the biggest. What I would say is easily the biggest news of the week um, would be that Lucasfilm Games is returning. Um, so if you're, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole history here, but Lucasfilm Games at one point in time was, uh, you know, pretty big, and then, and then Disney basically kind of, you know, closed it all down, shut down the brand, and you know, it, we didn't see much from that at all over the past several years. I think that was like 2014. I'm going off of memory. Um, but now they, uh, they came out with a bang this week and basically said, Hey, Lucasfilm games is back. Um, we're taking some of our biggest IPs and working with some of the biggest developers, uh, to bring back a couple huge titles with more to come. So let's touch on the first one, which is star Wars, um, open world star Wars game being made by Ubisoft massive, who, if you're not familiar, you know, developed the division one and two. So, uh, you know, they've got a little experience in the kind of co-op open world design uh, with the uh, what is it? The uh, not frostbite, the snowdrop engine, I believe. Yep. Sure. OK. And uh, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> Eve, who is the CEO of Ubisoft, uh, had a couple quotes about this, which I found interesting. So I threw them in our notes here and I'll read them out. So he said this is an original Star Wars adventure that is different from anything that has been done before. Don't know what that means. Um, and it will become lasting part of Star Wars lore. So I find it pretty interesting that, um, you know, this is going to be something for star big Star Wars fans, which I know Dan is, I don't know about you guys, um, that this could be something truly memorable that kind of sits alongside all the other things created in the Star Wars universe. So, and for someone like me, I don't know about you guys, but for someone like me, I really enjoyed the Division games. I think Massive is a, a solid, talented studio. Um, and whether or not you truly enjoy the games, they do a really good job in terms of communication and ongoing support for their titles as well. So uh, I think this could be something truly special, assuming that um, all the other factors that go into game development line up, right? So um, where are you guys on this? Um, Benji, I'll start with you, man. Thoughts on this one? 
Yeah. So a couple of things. First of all, I'm definitely excited for the game, like in general. Now, obviously, this is still very far out. Yeah. Um, you know, we're just getting very early conceptual stuff, but I agree with you that I think uh, Massive is a good developer. So that's encouraging to me. Um, the Snowdrop engine makes pretty amazing visuals, like in particular, you know, the Division 1 and 2 are both really great looking games. So I assume this is probably going to look pretty beautiful. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely excited for it. It's pretty wild to see, you know, that the EA contracts coming to a close, you know, and what that's going to mean going forward. I noticed one part of like the, uh, the communication was that Lucasfilm was basically saying, um, they want a lot of pitches for games, which I found interesting. Their, their statement on it was basically almost like a call out to developers and publishers saying, Hey, pitch a star Wars games. We want to make a lot of star Wars games. So uh, I found that very interesting. I, I think we might see a lot of Star Wars over the next five to six years. Yeah, I think that I completely agree with you. I think it was. And I think, um, you know, we're already talking about two huge publishers slash developers here in Bethesda and Ubisoft, right? Two of the biggest. So uh, you can only imagine what else is going to go on. But I think for most of us who have been kind of living through EA's handling of the license, and we don't <laughs> have to get into everyone's thoughts on that. But um, this is just fantastic news because as you said, you know, the, the head, I forget the guy's name, um, mm -hmm. but the head of, uh, you know, the Lucasfilm games, um, I think it's like their global interactive gaming something. He came out and said, this is only the beginning to your yeah. point. Yeah. Um, so fantastic. But dread man, you a star Wars fan? Where are you at on this? Star who? What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ever heard of, of it? Yeah. <laughs> of course, man. I, I talk about star Wars all the time, which is the funny part. Um, no, I mean, when EA came out with Battlefront, you know, and, and kind of came out with Battlefront 2 so many years later, it's like, wait a second, give me, I don't care what you give me, give me even a side scroller or a platformer, give me something Star Wars other than waiting forever for something to come out, you know, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, yeah, I mean, I, I'd even take the, the Super Star Wars from Super Nintendo. You know, just remake that and put it on Xbox, put it on PlayStation, put it on, you know, PC, whatever. Just get us get us back there again, you know. And, and it's cool to see some of the PC games are, are still around if you want to go back to nostalgia and play some of those. I mean, I love Dark Forces. I loved playing that, you know, Call of Catan and, and, and getting into this stuff, you know. So as an old school, you know. TIE Fighter and X-Wing and, yeah. and X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. You know, the, the Squadrons was really cool to see that come back out. And I was like, finally, when it comes to this, they did something right. You know, uh, but at the same time, I just jonesing for anything Star Wars. When they canceled <laughs> Project 1313, it's like, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. you're breaking my heart now. I There's mean, just so much potential there that yeah. they're untapped, you know. We had Boba Fett that it was supposed to be, you know, possibly it's supposed to be the story of Boba Fett, you know, going undercover. And, and, and then you start learning that he's actually the bounty hunter that of Boba Fett, you know, you had no idea who you were playing as, you know, so hopefully that something like that comes back into fruition. Uh, I think part of the, the, the issue with Disney, which I hope they make 4.0. Okay. Disney infinity. Uh, okay. They, they went into the toys, toys to, to, to life. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Yeah. And they spent too much money, so the investors didn't like that. And you notice after that, all their gaming kind of like died off. They they shut down Avalanche. They shut down everything. 
and somehow Avalanche came back, which <laughs> okay. But you know, it, if they were to come back with Disney Infinity, they can bring those toys back again. They can bring it relevance yet again. It didn't have to be. I mean, that's really what the last good Star Wars game to me was before Battlefront really, really screwed up everything and then had to go fix it after the backlash. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you were able to, to play as all the iconic characters and, and, well, the few that they had there. But, you know, you were able to experience that and, and share it with your children. You know, yeah. so I've been waiting for my daughter to get old enough at that time. And I'm, I'm sitting there collecting everything and all of a sudden it's like <laughs> Star Wars like, Yes, this is definitely the the season we're gonna have, so she can get into it, and she did for a little bit, and it's just kind of like moved on, you know. Yeah. So unfortunately, they pulled up away too fast, and then they kind of set that deal up with one publisher, which yeah, we see what happens there. But now, I'm excited because they're open. They're open. They're like, come pitch it something to me, and we'll yeah, go like Benji something. was saying, just give us ideas. We're open to it. Uh, and I've got a lot of ideas I'll throw <laughs> Nice. Let me get to this super chat real quick, Dan. Uh, thoughts on Arcane Austin working on a fantasy game. Thanks for coming to the show, Teamer. Uh, really appreciate the super chat, man. So we actually touched on this last week. Um, I know for me, if you if you don't um, chat with us often, so Arcane's one of my favorite developers. They're just, they make really unique games. The talent there between... Um, you know, the head or co-producer of, or co-creator, excuse me, of uh, Dishonored and uh, now Prey, you know, coming together with the Austin studio to make a game, I think is going to be probably truly special. But I think, um, you know, expectations for any type of release on this keep in check because this is a long way out, um, at least a few years. So, but um, yeah, we, we definitely touched on it more last week. So uh, you can find more thoughts there. But thank you again. Appreciate it. Dan, Star Wars, I know you're all about it. Um, what do you think? <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny because we were joking about Ubisoft open world games a lot lately with their th their fourth quarter and, and your uh, classic seven, of course, on Valhalla. Um, <laughs> but I've been playing a lot of Valhalla. <laughs> yeah, Dan is, uh, has gotten the reputation ever since he reviewed it and gave it a seven. We kind of give him crap as Mr. <laughs> seven over here. It's um, not a bad game. <laughs> no, I'd it's like not. Say every it, week. We're not getting into it. We're not getting into it. <laughs> no change. My right. point being, we even played, you and I have played Division 2 together. I know we oh, put yeah. a lot of time into those games, really enjoyed oh. them. Massive's a solid dev. So what are your thoughts uh, What are your thoughts on this? you excited or are you kind of <clears throat> cautiously optimistic given it being Ubisoft? Well, yeah, well, that's... If there was a Ubisoft studio yeah. out there that I'm on board with, it's massive. Okay. But, you know, I, I, I don't want to see the Division Star Wars. Sure. But, you know, I also don't want to see Assassin's Creed Star Wars. You know, <laughs> I want to see if you're going to come out and and put out a game, do something that nobody's expecting, like uh, like Fallen Order was. You know, that you know kind of gave you that Jedi feeling with a good story, or you know, whatever. I mean, do something unique. You yeah. know, the whole the thing that's gotten me most excited. I mean, because LucasArts isn't just Star Wars. It's not just Indiana Jones. It's, it's no, Grim Fandango, got a lot of other IPs. Throttle. You know, there's tons of these IPs. They've worked with Double Fine in the past. You know, they they there's there's a ton of potential for all these other IPs too. You know, to come out. I know this is what was announced, but looking forward, like you know, from here, you know, I'm just glad that they they're kicking EA to the side. And, and that's not to say. That you know they're done with them, yeah. But they also go, 
And LucasArts isn't that dissimilar, really, from like an EA. They love money, you know. That's that's what most they companies do. do. Yeah, yeah, they love the money, <laughs> you know. So, so when I saw that the, the announcement, you know, and we got those two basically back to back, I was like, man, this is you know. Now we can open this up. Now maybe we can go see, you know, what some of these games that were left. You know, sitting on the you know the floorboard like that one three one three or whatever it was thirteen 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 whatever the hell it is yeah the one with the, wasn't it Amy Hennig or something that <laughs> yep. worked on that yeah yeah, yeah. so Who's I mean Stadia now by the way right maybe we'll see a Stadia exclusive game <laughs> <You never know. laughs> they're coming I, at some point yeah they got to um, yeah. the, the the I'm just excited for the whole announcement it's it's obviously I want more Star Wars. Um, anything squadrons is one of my favorite games this year. Um, yeah, you really enjoyed it, didn't you? I really did. I mean, I I still play it. I got the, uh, the headset and everything's still set up. So yeah, I mean, it's, I'll see, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm also, you know, cautiously optimistic because really LucasArts is more of, you know, you know, like you guys said, you know, come pitch us your ideas. Now it's going to be, who is going to be doing that? You know, I don't need Mm -hmm. angry birds. Star Wars, you know, like they you know, I don't need that kind of garbage, you know, or you know, no offense to anybody, but like Lego, I'm done with it. I'm hey, done with Lego easy. Star Wars. You're gonna make Luke mad. Calm down. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't care. Here's the thing, you know, I mean, I, I'm gonna play that game. Don't get me wrong. You know, when it comes out, the Skywalker saga or whatever it is, and that's gonna be cool. But we've gotten so many of those. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, we need something new, something, and right. per- yeah, I think many of us prefer something more serious along the lines of. uh Fallen order, like you were saying, right? Give give us, you know, a really good dark Star Wars story. It doesn't have to be with Jedi. It doesn't have to be, you know. There's so much out there, and I think like the Mandalorian shows that you don't have to, you know. Even though the second season kind of went off the rails with the Jedi thing, but oh, 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 you know, I'm just saying, you know, it, it, it's 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 there's so much potential out there. You can do whatever the hell you want, yeah. you know, to a certain extent, and you know, everything from here on out is canon, you know. From what they said when they when they uh, you know they got rid of a whole bunch of stuff um, when they made that merger with Disney, and so so it's just so much potential. Yeah, I just don't want anybody to screw it up. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think we're in better shape now. To everyone's point that we're all making, and I think the whole community is making is least it's not restricted just to EA now. Yeah, now other dollar is what I'm saying. Well, that's fair too. Yeah, don't don't flood the market with just right. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Cloud, cheers, man. Happy Saturday, gamers. Dread, your beard looks extra majestic today. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it, Cloud. Thanks, brother. Hope uh, it's not too cold up where you are. I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Robert Hart says, just saw Dan's tag for the show. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, you kind of started to allude to it, but uh, you know, the other big announcement, of course, is Indiana Jones. Um, mm-hmm. And again, what I found most interesting about this is it's an original story. Um based, uh, you know, purely from the IP machine games developing, right? Who uh, most recently under Bethesda has made the Wolfenstein games, which is kind of an interesting, you know, potential possibility there. I mean, fantastic games. And again, another talented developer with a big publisher in Bethesda. And of course, you can't really have a conversation around this game without talking about the fact of the Xbox and Bethesda deal. Because mm-hmm. everyone wants to immediately know, you know, the damn exclusive <laughs> word starts getting thrown out there. Yep. Um, and, you know, that was the debate all week. And, and as we kind of clearly said, you know, between 
a deal that's yet to be finalized, a Bethesda having their own publishing arm, Lucasfilm owning the IP. Uh, <laughs> I can only imagine the kind of conversations and paperwork that are happening around this. So uh, right. I wouldn't tag anything as exclusive. I think all we can say confidently is this will be on Xbox, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully something like a Game Pass Day 1 title, which could be huge, you know, mm-hmm. especially if this is a big budget Indiana Jones kind of triple A game. So um, I love indie. Um, I think indie is one of those things that Uncharted and Tomb Raider obviously have kind of taken, you know, they've kind of filled that <laughs> role for influence. years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I love, thank you, influence the word I'm looking for. <laughs> um, and everyone loves Lara Croft and, and Nathan Drake. And I love the, all those games really, but indie is the one for guys like us who grew up in the eighties, you know, early nineties, et cetera. He's like a legend, you know what I mean? So mm. if they can do a game of that quality, big triple a game with indie, um, that can be truly special. So th- this could be a really big one as well. Yeah. It, uh, it generated honestly, really impressive metrics online, like okay. really big it did. <laughs> so just the Bethesda tweet, in like 11 hours hit 5 million views. And to put that in context, Bethesda only has, and I say only, this is a big number, but they only have 2 million followers. So that's a big sign to you. It's hitting way wider than just, you know, the hardcore Bethesda fans watching this. It went really wide. Um, 5 million in, in, you know, less than half a day is pretty crazy numbers. So, so uh, it definitely shows, you know, Indiana Jones is one of those titles like, we haven't had a new Indiana Jones game in how long? You know, yeah. it's it's been a long time. So I think there's just a lot of pent up demand there, and uh, yeah, I could see this being very big if the quality's there. No doubt, and I have to imagine, you know, the realization of that is not lost on people like Phil Spencer and the leadership mm-hmm. at Xbox, right? So I'm sure. Uh, then Todd Howard is executive producing this game as well. So, I mean, this has all, again, the elements of being something truly monstrous. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, any other thoughts on uh, indie in particular, Dredd or Dan? I, I got – I'm more excited about the Star Wars stuff. I'm okay. super, you know, uh, the, like you said, James, there's, there's like reasonable facsimiles out there right now for Indiana Jones. But, you know – it's still indie. Yeah. You know? You're not going to get hundred percent, not going to get Harrison Ford to voice it. So that's, <laughs> you don't get yeah, it. that's a long shot. Yeah. That's yeah, a very long shot. That'd okay. be incredible though. Yeah. yeah, it would be, but you know, I mean, he's, he's done. So <laughs> it, it's, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, this is, this one I'm more cautiously optimistic about, you know, cause machine games, you know, I don't know if I could deal with like a first person, shooter kind of thing with Indiana Jones. It might be good if they can do it right, you know, but then it falls back to the third person, you know, behind the back kind of thing. So it's like Indiana Jones has always relied on the story and it's kind of tongue in cheek humor and stuff like that. So that's, that's what you really need to bring to the table and fighting Nazis. I mean, it's right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think think narratively it's a really good fit. I'm gameplay. I think is going to be interesting to see. Like even the Wolfenstein games have a lot of humor in them and stuff. They're really dark and like intense games, but there are still some really funny parts in it. So, so like the writing side, I'm I'm pretty confident in. But yeah, I am very curious what the game's going to actually play like. Yeah, yeah, I I agree that it's got to be a third person view. 
Yeah. It, 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 you cannot, I don't care what they say, if, you know, first person or not. It, it has to be third person view. You have to watch your character. You know what I mean? You're, it's just like the films. You're not indie. You're not first person indie. You're watching the films from the third person view. You know what I mean? So perspective. Yeah. Part, of, part of that uh, play style has always been there. And it just feels natural for this because that's part of the adventuring. I mean, we what we have with Laura Croft and Uncharted. I mean, that's how it is. It's the adventuring that way. It's different. I mean, uh, what was that? Um, Prime Evil. Prime. I, it was one of the Ubisoft games. I forgot. It was the. Hmm. Uh, it was the. I'm drawing a blank. Primal. Yeah, Primal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, when you go in there, it, it felt it felt odd because you're in first person view, mm. you know. So they're and they're trying to tell the story, of the caveman days. It doesn't make it. It didn't work for me on that one, and that's why I feel like for you is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, perspective. Yeah. yeah. So if if they do that with Indy, it's going to be the same way. Yeah, you know, you might hear the the Harrison Ford sound alike, you know, saying <laughs> the lines out there. Hopefully, it's a good one, right? Yeah, we don't want a bad uh, Arnold uh, sound. <laughs> but you know moving on it's just you know yeah you do want that you want that third person perspective so that way you can feel part of the story you're you're watching it you're you're playing it but yet you're experiencing a movie like game where mm. you're into it you know so i think they'll be able to do it it's it's not that hard of a transition and from what i've seen i mean we've seen how they do their stories yeah well, that's what I, I think Benji raised a good point around the writing aspect because Lucasfilm seems to be invested. They're not just handing the IP off fully. It almost feels like they're invested in where these games are going. And I wonder mm -hmm. if that means they're going to kind of co-produce, you know, uh, have their own team of kind of writers, scripters, artists, et cetera, that work with all these different developers for these games. It, it feels more like a partnership than more of just like an, uh, an IP sale, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Luc LucasArts has that um, control over their product. They want to make sure that it's that it meets everything that they have already lined out. So mm -hmm. they yeah. don't want to willy nilly. Here you go, and let's let's you know. Unfortunately, we saw what happened when we brought in Aliens on the last Indiana Jones. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saying. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah I mean? fair. So here's a question yeah. for Robert Hart, a million dollar question. Indiana origin story. What if Indy doesn't look like Harrison Ford? Mm. Um, do you still, you know, do you feel, do you recognize Indiana Jones only because of Harrison Ford? If he looks completely different or a kid or something, does it have the same impact for you? I feel like it needs to look like Harrison Ford. <laughs> Me like too. like I, I totally get that they're probably gonna use the sound alike because the odds of convincing Harrison Ford to voice a game is low. <laughs> uh but it would feel very weird for like Indiana Jones for it to not be Harrison Ford. Like I could even see eventually down the road, like movie spinoffs and stuff set in that world using different characters. I'm not saying I'm a big fan of that, but I could see them going that route with Harrison Ford getting older. But yeah. if you're going to tell like an Indiana Jones story, I don't know. It'd feel very weird to me if it doesn't look like him. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And then uh, Pong had a good question too. Oh, no, that's not that one. Here we go. I was... I was thinking, wouldn't Indiana Jones be perfect franchise to make episodic, smaller scale action Ooh. adventure games that take different settings across the globe every one to two years treasure hunting? It's kind of an interesting thought. See, that kind of actually goes back to 
one of the 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 formats that I wanted I've been pushing out there is like a platform. Build the game, yeah. Right. Put you put your three to to five years investment into the engine, into the assets, and building the game. Right. The story doesn't take long once you get on a roll on how the story's going to go. But then take that same game, the same engine, all your assets, add more to it, and then within a matter of a year or two, you bring out another sequel. Yeah. Or, or a DLC, something like a standalone well, It's kind of like what we saw with Miles Morales. I mean, exactly. it's not calling it a DLC, but you're building on the foundation you already have, so your development time is obviously a lot mm-hmm. shorter. Right. Or even the Hitman games. There's they, another, yeah. Like that. Yeah. another exactly. example. Yeah. And, and I think from what we've heard, and not, not to get us off topic, but I think that's what Halo Infinite is supposed to be. New right. engine, it's a platform, and then they're going to add stories to it continually into the future. That is my understanding, and that's the same way that I think yeah. God of War is going to go, too. That's what it feels like with Ragnarok, especially right. given the release date target they're putting out there. Yeah, we'll see, I guess. But, yeah, interesting. So, um, But anyway, I, I think, you know, just to sum up, I think many of us are excited about this. These are IPs that are hugely um, important to us and just our, you know, culture and nostalgia and many, many reasons. So... It's great to see, uh, hopefully, some really high-quality games coming in the future from different developers, which is cool. All right, let's jump over to uh, kind of first quarter uh, Nintendo, uh, who we don't often talk about because they've been rather quiet other than breaking records every month. (laughs) They've been rather quiet in terms of actual game announcements. Yeah. Um, so I figured we could talk about, uh, you know, their upcoming first quarter because it's actually rather impressive, and that will yeah, also tie it into. Yeah, it's exciting. Like I'm actually excited for my Switch. I, I don't think mm-hmm. I barely touched my Switch last year because I'm not an Animal Crossing fan. Same. Um, yeah, and but now I'm seeing. You know, I actually pre-ordered Super Mario 3D World the other day, and even though I have it for the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so anyway, let me touch on this. So a big announcement that Hitman 3 is coming day and date to the Switch with the other platforms next week, actually, in four days from now, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got Super Mario 3D World with Bowser's Fury, of course, on February 12th. You've got Persona 5 Strikers on February 23rd. Bravely Default 2, which, you know, is a big, it's a big RPG for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, February 26th, just three days later. And then you've obviously got Monster Hunter Rise on March 26th. So, I mean, right there, you've got five big games in the first quarter Mm -hmm. of the year for the Switch, um, which is just, you know, it's not only impressive, but uh, it's exciting, finally, that we're seeing Mm -hmm. some some new, fresh, big titles coming to the Switch. Yeah, and Pokemon Snap only a month after that in April. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. It's like, it's... uh, this lineup like snuck up on me. Like I was kind of like, <laughs> I don't know, I guess I, like you said last year, I'll be honest. I barely touched my switch. I hardly played my switch in 2020. And uh, in fact, that was like kind of my gaming new year's resolution this year was to, to give my switch some more love. Cause it kind of just sat there last year. Cause you know, like you said, animal crossing, I'm just not really a big fan of that franchise. Yeah. Um, and I was looking and it's like, yeah, this is a great start of the year. Like much better than last year's start yes, for their line. Uh, Bowser's Fury looks a lot cooler than I was expecting. Me like too. I thought, yeah, I thought it was just going to be like a level or two, you know, a couple basic levels added onto the game, but it's like this big open world type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that looked better than I expected. Monster Hunter Rise is going to be, I mean, unbelievably big in Japan. Like sure. 
unbelievably big. <laughs> you know, like it's hard to put it in perspective how big that's about to be. Um, so yeah, it's a really sneaky good lineup considering how quiet they have been. Like they haven't been talking a whole lot about game announcements, and uh, yeah, they got a good lineup. Yeah, last year was just crazy for me with the switches. Like we said, Animal Crossing was obviously absolutely massive. Um, you know, it even hit mainstream culture and everything. But outside of that, it just felt like nothing was happening with the Switch. Like I said, despite them just selling ridiculous numbers. And by the way, before uh, Dread, before we get to you, I got to call out this uh, art that they put up for Bowser's Fury because this mm. may be one of the coolest images that I think Nintendo has ever published for a Mario yes. game. I just think it's fantastic. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I, I joked on Twitter. I was like, one of these days, I really want to see nintendo write a game for mario where bowser wins and there's nothing you can do Ooh. about it like he wins period <laughs> and then you know there's like a redemption story in the next game for mario or something like mm -hmm. that you know but uh by the way i just shout it out gamestop is offering that as a poster if you pre-order um from them just if anyone cares but i thought that art was cool yeah so, did, um, did it re remind anybody of uh, um akuma Kind of with, oh, the with the the fire yeah right? yeah it does a bit that's yeah, right. yeah i can see it i didn't see that until you said that but now i can see it yeah that's cool so uh, dread you um you have a switch play a switch care at all I, about nintendo's I lineup i do um nintendo was one of the ones that i grew up with uh when it came to nintendo itself i think 64 with the added memory card ram yeah yeah uh that was like their best version that they've ever had you know wrestling if you're into wrestling that was the place to be <laughs> yep yeah i, I didn't sure. like it on the playstation i just the way that the mechanics were between the games between playstation and 64 so but yeah 64 was great my switch basically just eats up my electricity bill <laughs> <laughs> that's all it does is it stays charged we have two games it's just the way that the mechanics of you buy the game but you can't unless they've changed it because i haven't really messed with it as much anymore because i got tired of trying to mess with it but you can't do as much as you want to like like um what's the game that we just talked about um that was popular earlier this year animal crossing yes thank you animal crossing mm -hmm. it's not it, you, it's one world and then you're in that person's world if you're the second player you know what I mean? Yeah. So I know Dan's once, had some complaints about how they walled that off. Yeah, it, it, you know stuff like that. The way that they've done certain things, even even you know, I always kid, hey, just get on Xbox Live and use that party chat. You know, just to mm -hmm. to join party games. It's just the way that they've set everything up for the multiplayer, anything online. Yeah, uh, I just kind of fell out of it, so I don't know as much because I just lost interest early on. Okay. And hopefully they fix a lot of the issues that I have that I'm probably talking about that don't know because yet again <laughs> lost interest. Uh, but I still have it. Uh, I'm waiting on uh, big games, and this new Mario one has definitely got my interest. Uh, I might pre-order it. Might get the poster. <laughs> See, that's why I so, called it out. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's, that's one of those things. You know, it's, you know when when you present something good enough uh, to, to appeal, you know when you change it up a bit and that's what they always do they always change it up a bit every single time mm -hmm. did we see the just, progression just enough <laughs> yeah but did we see the progression go into the switch i know i did i mean your your um your uh gamecube was portable 
It had a handle on it. <laughs> your Wii, your, you had these motion controls, and all of a sudden your Wii U, you had this this little screen that was motion controls. Uh, you know, it was just like one step into it. Yeah, they're iterative. You know, like, yeah, just kind of like the progression from Dreamcast to Dreamcast Five <laughs> <laughs> or Series X, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, uh, the but, uh, Sega Series X. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're definitely doing something good. Now, you know, there was a dry spell because nobody was really talking about it, like you said, other than the sales, the game, the console. Which sales. is crazy, right? It feels like, at least in our community, and obviously we represent a, a vast minority uh, of the, you know, popular culture. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy that no one really talking about the Switch uh, in our circles, I should say. Um, but the sales are just through the roof. You know, they're breaking records left and right. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, right? it was I really think- those evergreens. Because, like, in terms of new software mm-hmm. last year sales, like... Animal Crossing blew up, and yeah. uh, you know, Age of Calamity actually did really well for them okay. in, uh, at the end of the year. But it's like most of the games that were selling a lot of copies on Switch last year were, you know, games that are years old. That's yeah. the, the power of Nintendo, right? Those mm-hmm. evergreen games. It's bizarre. It's yeah, absolutely bizarre. For especially. years and years and years and years. And Mario Kart 8 just continues to shock me to death that that game yeah. just continues to sell so well. And it's a fantastic game, don't get me wrong, but it was a fantastic game five years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just yeah. crazy to me. Um, so anyway, Dan, I know you play the Switch more than I do. Uh, and obviously, I'll give a quick shout out to Hades. I saw some chat. You know, Hades was obviously <laughs> a huge Good point. Good console yeah. exclusive for the Switch. Um, Good point. But uh, Dan, uh, you know, Mario, um, I know you're in on uh, Monster Hunter Rise. Um, what are you thinking about? you, you going to be playing the Switch at all here? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Monster Hunter Rise is going to be 100%. Uh, maybe. I'm sorry, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, I made it through cyberpunk. I can make it through anything. <laughs> Boom! Uh, so Mario 3D World kind of, you know, you know, shocked me. I wasn't really ready for that with Bowser's Fury. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because when that happened, like I think the day before or the day after, <clears throat> Walmart had like a pricing error on their uh, e-gift cards or whatever. It was like 50 bucks and you got a $70 card. Right. Oh, wow. Two of them before they shut it down. Yeah, claimed them. Good to go. So now <laughs> I have hundred forty dollars uh, e credit that I have to use. One of which will go through to Monster Hunter, and the other one I have no idea yet. Hitman Three. That's going to be obviously something else. That's not, on uh, PS Five. You get yeah, that right. I'm yeah, definitely yeah. not playing that on the Switch. That's no, insane. no. I just um, think it's cool that it is coming day and day. Yeah, it's pretty rare yeah. usually for the Switch. Yeah, that one and what Control? I think is the the, the streaming mm-hmm. doing the streaming stuff. Uh, I think there's one more, but streamy stuff. What streaming? It, it's not. It's not a. It's a stream game. Yeah, Hitman stream. You stream it on your Switch. You stream it on your Switch. It's not. I didn't read that. Okay. Yep. Yep. Huh. Yeah. It's yeah. not natively running. It's using their like cloud streaming stuff that they did with yep. Control. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's like streaming to your Switch. Yeah. No, I didn't play Control, but I heard it worked pretty good. So oh, I think so. the streaming stuff works good. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah I've, I've heard quite a few things about the streaming that it works very well. Sur- hmm. Surprisingly, surprisingly, well. surprisingly, yeah, they can't even set up a party well, chat. Dude. Like, yeah. come on, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why it works so well. You're not utilizing that communication. <laughs> you're using your phone. <laughs> So yeah, Nintendo is just going to Nintendo, and that's and that's mm-hmm. and they're going to continue to Nintendo until they can't Nintendo anymore. <laughs> so that's <laughs> which that's, we all think keeps coming, and it never does. They just keep making more money. So. I mean, they're literally over there laughing right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, we really can do the the little, the most 
you know, the least amount of effort <laughs> and we will, you know, get the most amount of gain. And, and it's, it's, it's insane to me, yeah. but you know, we're also a lot more hardcore. Like you said, you know, gamers, we expect certain things, you know, we have people arguing over 4k versus, you know, <laughs> versus checkerboarding and stupid shit like that. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, this is going to be, you know, yeah, you like we it. always say, ninety-eight percent of the population doesn't pay attention they to that don't stuff. Care. No, they don't care at all. No, they they don't even know what they've done, man. I mean, it just—I mean, they just continue to set records, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's yeah. awesome. I mean, great for Nintendo. Yeah, I wish take some of that money and make some fucking Metroid games. You know? <laughs> 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 Other than that, you know. Yeah. Uh, Mads in them. the house. Let me shout the super chat. Happy New Year, better one. I hope. Yeah. Cheers, Ooh, Mads. Yeah. Mads coming to us from Poland, man. Thanks for uh, really appreciate that, brother. Good to see you. Yeah, so uh, that'll take us right into MPD. So Benji, like I said, going to lean on you a bit here. I did have a few notes that I took this morning, which kind of surprised me. Mm -hmm. um, but cool to see, you know, obviously all the MPD results come out. So uh, quick highlights, and then I'll let you touch on some of the aspects here. So uh, this is going to shock everyone, but Call of Duty Cold War was the <laughs> best-selling game of the year, according to MPD, with the surprising one to me was that Modern Warfare was number two, mm -hmm. which means that that game continued to just sell, you know, through 2020, which was interesting. It's the best selling um, Call of Duty game of all time now. The new Modern Warfare? It's the best selling Call of Duty ever made. Wow. wow. Uh, yeah. it, it is a very good Call of Duty. I will give it that. Um, it was my favorite of the recent ones, but wow, that's mm -hmm. impressive. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, when you say that the sales that call of duty already sees mm -hmm. is ridiculous so wow um then i saw animal crossing was third um and then mario kart 8 deluxe was eight and super mario 3d all-stars was nine <laughs> and if i read this correctly which i wanted to ask you third eighth and ninth for those games is without digital yes <laughs> what it's insane it is it doesn't even make sense that's no, just physical insane. sales yes and and isn't switch the majority are digital sales, if I'm correct about Switch, right? Is that right? It kind of depends. So we have seen an uplift um, okay. on digital on Switch, but they are still out of like all of the publishers. Nintendo's still the most physical heavy. Oh, so um, I think, you know, there's a lot of theories around why that is. I think part of it is because their games hold value so well. Like yes. a lot of PS5 games, it's like it doesn't really matter or PS4 or whatever. It's like it doesn't really matter if you buy it physical or digital because within three months that game's worth 20 bucks. Yes. Whereas like on Nintendo, it's like, dude, GameCube Pokemon games are still worth like 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Their games just hold value. Um, so that's one theory around why so many people still buy physical Nintendo games. Also because they do hit like a lot of families. So, yeah. you know, younger kids and stuff, it's easier to gift, you know, a physical item than, than digital in a lot of cases. Oh, so okay. yeah, a lot, lot of theories around it, but they their digital share has definitely increased from what it used to be. I mean, it used to be like a Nintendo game sold like 90 plus percent physical, but okay. they, they've definitely increased on the Switch, Switch from where they used to be for sure. Yeah, and I, has that been, I would assume, uh, you can tell me if I'm wrong, that uh, obviously in 2022 with the pandemic, Yes. I think we saw digital start to creep up more too, just because yep. people weren't leaving the house, right? 100%. 100%. Yep. Okay. So, but that's just mind blowing to me. It's crazy. That something yeah. like Mario Kart 8 was eighth in all of 2020. It's like five <laughs> or six years old. And that doesn't even include digital sales. It's just, it doesn't even add up like in my mind. No. 
It's unbelievable. Um, and to that point, the Switch is now the best-selling console for 25 months straight, so over two years straight, uh, which is a record as well, right? Yep, yep. Longest streak ever without being broken. Not even the next-gen console launches could stop it. <laughs> like, it's never been on sale. No. <laughs> no. The price hasn't no. gone down either. Y'all, And that's it. 25 consecutive months is number one. No price drop at all. Not even during Black Friday. All they do is just put an old game with it, like Mario Kart. Yeah. It's insane. It's, I mean, the Switch momentum is, is crazy. It's crazy. Does that include the Switch Lite, though, too? Yes, yes. yes. Okay. Switch Lite will be, yeah. They just bundle it in as, like, the Switch family. Yeah. And I, you know, I think we talked about this, like, years ago now, but I think their decision to retire the DS and kind of merge those two markets of their home console and the mobile market was just a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. play. And I think yep. that's what's really great. Because if you look at Wii or Wii U didn't sell well, but if you look in the past, you kind of had home console. 3DS was a monster seller, right? Uh, over mm -hmm. the years. Now mm -hmm. you've got that as one unit and it's just, it's crushing. It's unbelievable, really. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine their profit margins. I mean, they oh. have to be through the roof. Through <laughs> think the roof. About, think about this. Super Mario 3D All-Stars was in the top 10 for the year, and that was a port of old games that weren't even, like, enhanced, really. No. Like, there was yeah. a few enhancements, but it's not like these were remakes. No. You probably have four <laughs> guys in a corner somewhere that just touched them up real quick. And, yeah. I'm I can't even imagine what it's like. I mean, like, the cocaine parties. It's got to be just out. <laughs> yeah, I'm applying to Nintendo later yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Unbelievable. But then, um, one surprise which I saw, and, and you can maybe give more insight, Benji, is uh, which I hadn't realized prior is that Miles Morales it was in the top twenty, mm -hmm. um, but given the success of Spider Man, the twenty eighteen game, and how big that was, it's kind of interesting to see Miles Morales sell far fewer copies, um, even across including PS four version, of course, and PS five, mm -hmm. um far fewer copies. In fact, some of the articles I said were about 70% less over the launch window, I guess they were saying, maybe November, December, uh, compared to Spider-Man, um, which they said also was similar to what we saw with Uncharted Lost Legacy. Mm -hmm. um, it sold a lot fewer copies than the mainline Uncharted 4. So I found mm -hmm. that interesting, especially as it was promoted so heavily by PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's still... Um... It's still doing well, and I think one thing that is important to note here is that NPD, uh, their charts are all based off of revenue, not unit sales. Nice. So whenever you're looking at the top 20, you're looking at the 20 games that generated the most money, not necessarily sold the most units. Um, so keep in mind, Miles Morales was $49.99 and not a $60 game, so it does have not a huge price uh, disparity there, but there does, you know, that is a factor. Sure. Um, but, uh, it is a big drop overall, but I wouldn't be too worried about like the future of Spider-Man moving forward. Of course so, not. Yeah, no. yeah. It's important to remember that as, as much as Miles Morales has like gained visibility over the years, he's still no Peter Parker, you know, in the common person's eyes, like sure. the regular person to them, Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Sure. So, uh. Yeah, I I, I'm, I wouldn't be too worried about like you know is Spider-Man two gonna sell you know no. a lot under expectations. I, I think once yeah. we get that Peter Parker game, it'll be enormous. Sure. Yeah. Something about the the kind of numbered entries too, making it feel like a almost like a mm -hmm. mainline entry rather than an offshoot. I think. Yes. Helps. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. So. 
All right. Uh, any anything else, Benji? Those are the notes I had. Anything else that jumped out to you that's kind of crazy or worth talking about with MPD? Yeah, um, there's a lot. I won't go like crazy here and talk for <laughs> a long time, but there's a couple things I definitely think are worth noting. Um, one of them is uh, how much lower Xbox Series X and S are selling than I expected. Really? Much okay. lower. Yeah, yeah, much much lower um that i would have anticipated um the main factor there is 100 going to be availability of consoles sure. so you know ps5 and xbox series x and s it's literally all about inventory they are quite literally selling every single console that makes it to stores but uh i am surprised series x and s are, are tracking behind xbox one um launch aligned so they are slowing selling slower currently than the xbox one did and uh, and even the PS5, even though it had a, uh, a very strong launch, its legs, you know, are, are just not quite what I would have expected either. And again, that's all coming down to just the amount of consoles they have. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it was important to note that in the NPD report, it, it mentioned how PlayStation 5 was the, uh, you know, the best selling PlayStation in its first two months by revenue, but they did not say by units. And, sure. and I think that's worth noting. Um, even though the launch month was the biggest by revenue and units, but you get what I'm kind of saying here. The yep. long-term legs, you know, as we go through the weeks are lower than I expected. And I'll be honest, I think they're lower than Xbox and Sony expected too. I am very curious to see what these financial reports after this quarter are going to look like uh, on shipment numbers. I'm very curious because my hunch is that Sony and Microsoft both thought they were going to be able to ship more than what they're actually going to. Right. Production so, yields are lower is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Something, you know, whether it's the manufacturing, whether it's competition for the parts, because we're seeing the same thing yes. in like the PC GPU space, you know, it's yep. so hard to get PC graphics cards right now. You don't want to pay 3000 for a 3090. <laughs> Yeah, there's just like <laughs> so much competition right now for the manufacturing. Uh, it's very interesting. So I'm very curious to see when stock is going to finally be able to catch up to demand. So yeah. that that's one thing with hardware that, that stuck out to me. Um, and then the other thing, I, I made a tweet about this. Uh, yeah. It really shows how big exclusives are becoming. You know, almost half of the top 20 best-selling games of the year were console exclusives. Yeah, nine out of nine, right? Nine out of 20. So yeah. we're one game away from 50% of the best-selling games being console exclusive games. That's pretty wild. Yeah. And uh, I think it shows how important it is to get those big tentpole games that drive audiences to your console. You know, there was an argument, uh, and I was actually even one of these people, uh, probably back during like the early PS4 and Xbox One generation, mm -hmm. it was a common thought that exclusives were not as important as third-party support on your console. Right. And to be honest, the Switch is flat out proving that is not correct because the Switch <laughs> is selling faster than PlayStation 4 even was. Yep. Um, launch aligned, I mean, Switch, if Switch is up year over year in 2021 it's on pace to potentially come very close to playstation 2 lifetime sales wow. which is the best-selling console of all time yeah that's a, so, that's a big thing yeah if 2021 is as strong as 2020 was for switch watch out because <laughs> my god so uh yeah that, that's just a few thoughts but definitely exclusives are important and i think that's part of the reason you're seeing microsoft become so aggressive with buying studios and stuff is i think they are aware of that yeah, it's an interesting point because, it, that, you know, talking about the Switch too, especially if they treat it like they did the 3DS with revisions and the, the fabled rumored Switch Pro, <laughs> yeah. you know, eventually comes um, and they continue with that, say, through 
2022 to 24 and this is all looked at as the switch then yeah to your point it'll be you know the playstation 2 is so far ahead of other consoles it's almost hard to fathom especially it being 20 years ago yeah Um, but the switch yeah nuts i'm not expecting switch to hit number one i think ps2 is still gonna hold that crown but uh i think it's looking almost like a lock that switch will be the second best-selling console of all time yeah which is just crazy, eh? Crazy. It, it also goes to show how ridiculous the PlayStation 2 was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just it's the fact that forever. it's ever. Yeah. Uh, 10 years, right? Or 11 yeah. years, something like it, that. Yeah. And it's that was the thing that made PS2 so crazy is like it wasn't even really it's like early momentum. It's the right. fact the thing never stopped selling. <laughs> <laughs> so technically, it's 13 years. Yeah. 2000 crazy. to 2013. There you go. Yeah. Crazy nuts it, it it to benji's point it just kept going and going and and the mm-hmm. fact that people forget nowadays because it's been so long but i mean that it introduced like the ps3 did because they banked on the same thing but it introduced dvds to the living room mm-hmm. right and that was a huge play when the 100%. playstation 2 came out yep. and kind of continued because it was like why would i pay 300 for a dvd player when i can get a dvd player and a game console for the same price Mm-hmm. Um, and they tried to bank on that same thing with PS3. It just didn't work as well due to other PS3 issues, but that's a whole mm-hmm. other topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, well, really cool, man. I appreciate the insight. Um, you know, I always find, to your point, I just find them fascinating. You know, it doesn't impact yeah. me. I just find it interesting <laughs> to, to you know, kind of understand it and just see what's going on. I think Dan and I probably at least once a week go, how's Nintendo doing this? Like, <laughs> just yeah. I can't understand it. It's just crazy. It's insane, man. So. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see when someone can break that streak this year, you know, because you got to think eventually at least one month this year, PS5 or Xbox while it sells Switch. It's like, how long can this streak go? Because I'll be honest, I think they can at least probably make it to April or May still being number one and maybe even longer. You yeah, I, need, like, I wouldn't even want to take that bet. <laughs> Yeah, right, I would. I wouldn't like, bet on a month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Dan. Sorry. You no, know, you'd almost need like, and, and we know that at least something like, you know, Horizon's probably going to be on PS4 and five, right? Mm-hmm. You got a War will be on four and five. Um, Halo's going to be on all consoles. You know, there's not like a game that's. I'm trying to think of one game that is going to be like exclusive to either the Xbox. Next gen Series media. X, right? Yeah, or the yeah. PS5, the yeah. medium so that, that that could potentially <laughs> boost because nobody, you know, you're not just going to have like everybody all of a sudden go out and buy a Series X or a PS5, even if they're, you know, I mean, when, once they're available, you know, you're going to eventually slow down a little bit. I don't know when that's going to be, you know, because you don't see a, a quote system seller. I mean, if anything, it's Halo, right? I mean, that would be the one, but. Again, you don't have to because so could God of War because Horizon basically sold better than any Halo ever released. As crazy yeah. as that sounds, her like the only crazy. Halo that might have sold as much as Horizon would have been Halo Three because Horizon's way over ten million sold. So, Halo Three, I think, is like thirteen something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. well, the ten million for Horizon is quite an old number, so that's what I mean. It's yeah. like. Yeah, who knows? I, I suspect Halo 3 is probably still higher than Horizon, but that's going to be about it. And, yeah. and even that's going to be close. But that is on PS4, as you noted. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just looking like, you know, in the future. I mean, because then you, you've got, you know, Mario, 
uh, 3D World or whatever it is, and, and you've got these other games that are going to continue to sell Switches. Especially if they release Breath of the Wild 2 late this year. Right. Ooh. I mean, you're, you're, I mean <laughs> you can't play that anywhere else. Yeah. You know, that hits this year. <laughs> I mean, it's over. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, Nintendo just keeps Nintendo, and like we said, but man, it, it's, I'd like to see, you know, either one, I don't really even care. It's like one month, you know, yeah. like somebody just out selling Nintendo, you know, <laughs> do something. A chink like, in the armor. I right. think they will, <laughs> but it could be a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fine. I don't really give a shit. Either. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to be playing whatever the hell I want to. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, these guys, you know, that want to argue these numbers and crap, it's fine. But, you know, no offense, Benji. I'm not saying, you know, I, I find it no, very, I very it. interesting. Yeah. This stuff It's super intriguing to me. You know, when I when I see it, it's hard to appreciate it without getting into it. You know, mm. with like the with the dumb crowd. You yeah. know, so that's the problem. <laughs> I like following you, so I can like, okay, that's a very different take. That's a, that's good information. You know, now factual. What, yeah, right. Yeah, instead of stupid. Well, all right, all right. Well, it's not rant time. We don't need we a don't rant. Know we're good. Stuff. Hey, we're good. <laughs> I ran for like three weeks. I'm building. <laughs> I get it. A lot of people do sales for console wars. A lot. Yeah. No, no. I mean, no it's I, exhausting. I think I think it's cool information. I think it's you know being able to look at it you know objectively and see what you know these companies are doing and and how everything relates to each other. It's just it's mm. it's fascinating to me. Yeah. So. So it's funny what we were talking about here because Matt's a big home theater guy like me and saying the same thing, right? So many people bought a PS2 for with a DVD player. And he's right. I said 300, but he's right. They were they were a lot more expensive because DVD technology was kind of new at the time. So interesting. <laughs> and Z Black, good to see you, man. He said, somebody's buying everything. I can't even get a new stove until May. <laughs> I think it's just production, right? It's yeah. not just, it's not limited to video games. Just yeah, production yeah. is just down, you know? Everything. Yeah, everything is crazy right now. TVs. A lot of people don't realize that. They aren't shopping for TVs right now, but it's the same boat. Even TVs are like sold out everywhere. It's crazy. Man, mm. crazy. Yep. Lords, what's good? What's up, Carl? Good to see you, Ooh, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <right>. iron lords <laughs> we were talking about uh you know importance of exclusives so i'll segue over to this topic which is uh, just yesterday actually uh, xbox came out and they kind of gave us a look at um 30 uh exclusives that are coming in 2021 now these aren't gigantic AAA things right and apparently this from what we hear there's a lot of a lot of other games to still be shown but mm -hmm. I think these are the ones they were comfortable showing, ready to be confident that they were coming this year to get people excited. And a lot of these we'd already heard of, um, but there were some new ones on the list as well. So if you haven't seen the full list, you can find it on the site, of course. Um, but, you know, we have Halo, obviously the big one. Um, remember that Flight Sim is coming to consoles this year. Uh, Psychonauts 2, we've talked about extensively, which is, you know, I'm a huge fan. That'll be big for Double Fine and, and Xbox. Um, but then you have things like Crossfire X, right, which... Um, is coming with a remedy developed single player uh, story. We don't know what that looks like, but it could be damn good. We've got Warhammer. Warhammer is a pretty big IP, right? Dark Tide is coming. That's exclusive to console. Dan, I know you're pumped. Uh, Yakuza Remastered Collection is coming this year as well. Yeah, I already have it technically, but <laughs> awesome for everybody else. You're going to play it again. You know, it's <laughs> a good chance. Except for three, because three can suck it. Three is not good. Three is not great. Okay. All right. So skip it. You really don't right. need it. Uh, trust me. I'm going to skip more than three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like a dragon still got me hooked though. I'll be fair. Right. Um, but I think what was coolest here is a bunch of uh, what I would, 
I hate labeling AAA, indie, what have you, but a, a lot of smaller games are really interesting. So 12 minutes mm -hmm. is a big one. Ooh, you know, I this game wait. is getting a lot of press, and Cannot I think for wait. good reason. So you've got voice actors in William Defoe, uh, Daisy Ridley, and who am I forgetting? There's another big one. Damn it. I didn't have it in front of me. But there's a third one, famous actor, that's uh, a voice actor in this. And this is the game where literally it resets every 12 minutes, but you come home. Wife isn't it uh, what's his name from Split? Isn't that who it is? James McAvoy. Yeah, isn't it McAvoy? Yeah. yeah. So this just sounds incredibly intriguing, and I'm very, very excited about it. Then you have uh, the one that Dan's been looking forward to for like nine years, Tunic, mm -hmm. of course, which oh, uh, gets a lot of inspiration from Zelda, as we know. It keeps yeah. looking better every time. It does. Yeah, it, does. Yeah, it really does. So it's, I, I tell Dan, I'll joke with him all the time because he's been waiting for it. I said, I played this at E3 in 2018. I played the demo when, <laughs> at, uh, whenever they launched it. That was last year sometime. Yeah, August or yeah. September or something. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. I have no idea what I was doing. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> then you've got, uh, you know, we've talked about this one, and I know Joe is pretty active in our circles, but you got Song of Iron, who's being developed uh, by, uh, I forget his last name now, but he's, uh, you know, he's active in all the conversation online. This looks great. You've got the Gunk, um, which, you know, probably one of the goofiest names for a game ever, but um, <laughs> it, it looks very intriguing and a very solid developer behind that, too. Um, and then one I'm really excited about is The Ascent. Which is, um, you know, a cyberpunk themed um, kind of ARPG. So there's just a lot of good quality, what feels like good quality content, even though it's not your big AAA blockbuster, right? These, this is what I like to see. It's just a steady stream of good games, um, and, and the majority of what we're talking about here, if not almost all, is coming to Game Pass. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, all of us sitting here, you know, I, I think, and probably watching and listening. Um, are just going to have these games as soon as they launch, just load it up, download it, play it. It's just, it's crazy to me. Mm -hmm. um, Dread, where are you at on this, man? You, I know we talk Xbox a lot. Um, any of these really jump out to you? Anything you pump Song of Iron. Song, Song of, Iron? of Iron? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The I watched the interview. Um, who was it? Uh, Indie Gamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indie Joe. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was great. That's that's because I, I was intrigued by it. Once he did the interview, I was like, wow. Okay, Th this this has me now. Now it's got me hooked. You know, just watching some of the uh, the graphics on it, and finding out that it was just one guy, yeah, and, and his story behind it, and you know, uh, was somebody that was dealing with bigger publishers and bigger games, and and just said, you know, I want to do something, and pulled it off. I mean, he he did better than what I could imagine myself doing if I wanted <laughs> to make a game. You know what I mean? So it's like. That one's got me going. I know we all made fun of Gunk because of the name, and, and I, <laughs> I guess bet you was, I bet you was really good. And that's the thing. And when, once I sat back and, and looked at it, I was like, okay, it's it probably has a little bit more strategy than we expected. It's not just a kitty game, you know. It, it's probably a little bit more to it. So uh, I'll keep an eye on that. But yeah, all of them. I'm going to try them all out. Everything fits on there. Why not? You know, I might not pay full price for it, but they're still getting their money. They're still getting, you know, um, eyes on their games and we'll be talking about it, you know? So if it's a good game, we'll definitely be continue talking about it. If it's a yeah. bad game, we may, you know, put our opinions out there that I did not like this game, but somebody else will. Yeah. And know? I think that's, uh, that's the point, right? Is there's a breadth of experiences here. Um, and you're not going to like all of them. Um, but there's so many different types of games that are coming. Mm -hmm. 
um, that it's just it's fantastic. And Steam um, Steam World is the game the developers of the Gunk made. I was trying to think, so I had to look it up. But you know, Steam World was a, a pretty big hit, and they're a talented studio, so that's going to be interesting. Um, let me get the super chat real quick. Gamer Graham, what's up, brother? Twelve minutes, my number one must-have Xbox exclusive. Much love, happy Saturday to all. Yeah, I know Graham and I talk about this game almost daily in our off chat, um, but it just looks truly incredible. Um, and I'll just throw this up real quick because I think we all agree that Daisy is easy on the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Dan's like, yeah. <laughs> my uh, my daughter met her lookalike at Disney World. Oh, really? At uh, nice. Disney's, uh, yeah, Galaxy's Edge, uh, uh, Black Spire Outpost, all that. That's cool. Yeah. So we flew the Million Falcon. She comes out and she sees her and they're just going at it and i'm like i'm freaking jealous here i wanted to talk to her <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and, and then she's like well we have somebody hairy here too and i'm like what are you talking about like <laughs> and she like <laughs> turns over and chewbacca and i'm like oh <laughs> yeah, Star Wars fan and my daughter gets all the attention it's <laughs> <laughs> the way it always works right yeah <laughs> but um yeah so i don't know thoughts on you know I don't know if you, uh, Benji, do you get into like uh, kind of the analytics around Game Pass and what Xbox is seeing? I know I've done a few dives into it and it's oh, yeah. always very, um, I would say, surprising to me when I do that, you know, because it, it just it continues to grow, continues Fast. to gain steam. Yeah. And quickly. Right. Oh, yeah. um, in fact, uh, you know, I, I'm, I was with you that it wouldn't surprise me if they've already hit the 20 million mark. I um, think they I, have. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know. And the investment they're making, obviously, you know, goes without saying over the next, mm -hmm. uh, you know, few months, years, et cetera. Um, I can only imagine that's just going to continue to grow at that same rate. So it's yes. uh, it's this type of lineup. Like I said, we are constantly feeding your subscribers new content. It's what Netflix does. They do it extremely well. It's like every time you turn on Netflix, there's something new that pops up. Um, I think they're just this is a we've talked about it extensively, but it just seems the more and more you see it, the more impressive it becomes in my opinion. Yeah. And this is the number one reason you're seeing the explosive growth of Microsoft studios. Like it's the number one reason, the number one reason they're buying so many teams is specifically because of game pass yep. because as exactly as you noted with Netflix, it takes a huge investment to keep subscribers high, yep. right? People subscribe to your service because they want your content that they can't get anywhere. Yeah, content else. is king. Mm -hmm. Same yep. thing you're seeing with Disney plus they're starting to spend a fortune on shows like the Mandalorian WandaVision. You yep. know, these are not cheap shows. They're spending millions and millions of dollars on these productions. Um, and, and Microsoft, you know, they know that in order to keep that Game Pass subscriber number high, you got to fill it with content. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's actually a lot of games here I'm excited for. 12 minutes. I am so stoked. For it. <laughs> yeah, I love weird stuff. Like, I love it. <laughs> I love psychological thrillers. And uh, 12 minutes very much seems to be that a big mystery behind what exactly is going on here. Um you know, I love stuff like the games that Remedy writes, like Control and Alan Wake and, and things like this. And I feel a little bit of that kind of vibe with this, you know, just in that it's like sort of a surreal experience. Um, I'm excited for the medium. I love horror. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't so, wait. Yeah, I'm really yeah. pumped for the medium. I'll be honest, less excited for Scorn, even though I love horror. Scorn to me has just looked a little eh? hasn't shown really well yet. 
Yeah, and I feel like it just looks gross. Like I don't feel scared. By it. <laughs> like, I'm being honest. Like, like every time I watch Scorn, and, and it's beautiful visually. I'm not trying to knock the developers. It's just every time I watch, I'm like, I'm not scared. I'm just grossed out. And <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, for me, I'm, I care more about horror to be like scared of what's happening. Yes. Than just like the gore and, and things like that. So I'm a little more worried about Scorn. Um, I hope it's good. I mean, I'm always up for good horror. So, I mean, if yeah. it's good, you know, I'll be pumped. But that one I'm a little more concerned about. But, yeah, the medium I'm pumped for, 12 minutes I'm pumped for. You know, there's there's actually a lot here that, that yes, it's not the big headline-grabbing AAA games, but yeah. a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah, and I, there were a few things on the list so I didn't mention that also we hadn't really heard of, uh, of before that I, you know, I'm going to forget off the top of my head. I, one was like the lake. Uh, you know, I hadn't mm -hmm. heard of that before. There's a few on the list. So like I said, you can find it on the site if you want to check it out. Um, but yeah, they also gave an update yesterday on Stalker 2, which is sounding fantastic as well. Uh, Aman, good to see you, brother. He said uh, Stalker 2 still dropping 2021. So the interesting thing in the update yesterday was they talked about development, it going well. It's going to be 4K ray tracing on Series X. Uh, 1080p, I presume, and ray tracing on Series S. Um, they did not commit to 2021. So, you know, always kind of read between the lines with these updates. Um, they were saying, yes, we're working on it. Yes, it's going well. Uh, they didn't commit to 2021. So I would just continue to look for updates, but don't bank on it. And I think a lot of devs are going to be scared to put dates this year. Yes. So they're close. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. think you're going to see that be a common theme this year. Games getting release date announcements like just a few months before launch, yeah. like, like a firm date. They might give you a window, but... Like it's launching this day. You might not get that until like a few months before launch. Kind of like what we're seeing with Ratchet, right? Everyone's Agreed. like, where's the Ratchet and Clank release date? Is it delayed, you know, to the end of the year? I don't think so, but I think they want to make sure with yes. COVID and all this craziness that they're going to hit the date. So I think we're just going to get release date announcements pretty close to launch. Completely agree. I think the pandemic kind of obviously has had a huge impact there. And, and I joke about it. Um, I put it in the notes, I think, but... You know, I think after what just happened with Cyberpunk, um, developers and publishers and executives are like, whoa, all right. <laughs> we don't have nine billion, you know, and to uh, as a company to, uh, you know, protect us from that type of mess up. So, yeah, uh, it's a, a PR nightmare uh, if they, mm. they don't get it right. So get it right. Um, Dan, I know obviously Tunic, um, you know, we've talked about a few of these games before. Anything else that... that they showed or showed on this list jump out to you? Um, not really, I guess. Like 12 minutes, you know, we talked about that. Yeah. Um, that one and Tunic are my time, probably my top two. Okay. Uh, I want to play the Halo uh, single player stuff for mm. sure. Um, gosh, what was that one that looked like Astral Train? Astral Chain? Uh, oh, Nexus. Scarlet Nexus. Yeah, Scarlet yeah, Nexus. Good. I don't know if that's, I guess that's not exclusive. Oh, that's on PlayStation. Yep. Okay. It's just marketing rights, I believe. Okay, whatever. 40K, yeah. uh, Warhammer, for, uh, 40K, uh, I've always been into that. So that should be interesting. Yeah. Um, Those are fun how, games. Yeah, and it's supposed to look awesome. Yeah. You know, so there, listen, it depends on if it drops on Game Pass for most of these for me. 12 yeah. minutes is probably a no-brainer. Tunic, obviously. You know, I don't know if they're coming to Game Pass immediately. I know 40K is, so 100% on that one. Um, 
when you said scorn makes you kind of said it was kind of discussed now about lost my shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good. It's true. But it's true. It does. It looks kind of gross. But there's there's so much you know coming out. The ascent again, that's awesome. Um, I thought 2020 was like a humongous year given the circumstances. It was, yeah. you know, and yeah, and it, it, it was gigantic. And then and now we're kind of shaping up to have the same thing happen again this year, which is awesome. Um, so whatever it is, I'm going to probably play it, especially if it's on game pass, you know, whatever that is. Um, I, I, I honestly think just the way we've talked about this, right? I think the way the gaming industry is from a size perspective and growth perspective and investment perspective, I think, I don't think this ever stops now. I think, I think the years going forward are just going to be, flooded with good content continually mm -hmm. and the difference between movies and music of course is that to consume some of these games cyberpunk being a prime example consumes weeks and weeks of your life to do it yeah. right whereas you can watch a movie in an hour and a half or two hours and you've consumed it so when there's so many good games coming out and so many of them you can put so much time into it's just you know that's why i joke about the word backlog we see that word all the time and i'm like Ooh. it's not even worth saying it anymore because <laughs> all of us We'll have a permanent backlog for things yeah. we want to play forever. It's never going to end. Um, it's one hundred percent so, true. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know, there's just too much content to consume. And Game Pass makes that even worse, which is oh, a good problem does. to have. It's a good problem to have, but Game Pass even more makes like, oh my god, I have access to like a hundred games I want to play right now. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Pompa, good to see you, brother. Five dollar Pompa in the house. What does it take to get Dan excited for the medium and get him to play it, Dan? <laughs> I don't want to say what it would take. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be better at not being rated X. So I will play that game if it's coming to Game Pass. It is. Okay. So I'm going to. It's already, it. I already have it installed, man. I'm just ready. Do that probably. Same. Yeah. It's installed. Yeah. Same here. We'll see. We'll see how it work, You know, it goes. You know, I'll go as far as. Can I you stream it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I can plug this camera in the Xbox. I need that camera. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, that's one of those games where it's like it could be more if it's more like psychological thriller than it mm -hmm. is horror. I can probably handle it, you know, but like the Blair Witch. I mean, I got pretty far in that. I mean, I thought I got pretty far and like far for me is like an hour. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, when you compare it to like Resident Evil 7 and the crows coming out of the gate right when you pull up to the house. You never even got into the house, right? Never got into the house. I never got that dude. <laughs> Party Seven is so scary. It's oh a good, yeah. I love horror, and even that game terrifying. I not do jump scares. You know, my heart is weak. You know, I I, I probably have blood clots all over my legs. I mean, I have no idea. You know, it, it could be a terrible, terrible thing. Like all of a sudden, like how'd you die? I played the medium. <laughs> like you don't want to do that. Yeah, but at least you'll do it on stream. I mean, <laughs> that's true. Like that, that would be awesome, actually. I would have to, you know, if it somehow increased season gaming's, you know, you know, footprint, then you know, I'll die for it. <laughs> we're gonna kill Dan to get some followers. <laughs> yes, I don't I'm think down. that's the path we're taking. <laughs> yep, yep, that's what we got to do. That's good. Thank you, Pompa. Appreciate it, man. Um, Darren, all the way from Scotland, I believe. Ten pounds, or we'll say ten quid. We'll say it right. Patiently awaiting ray tracing update for Minecraft. Keep up the awesome work, guys. That's that is a very uh, that's something I haven't thought about in a while, actually, because mm -hmm. the video they showed of it is really impressive. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, I'm wondering where that is. Yeah, well, 
we saw what happened with the super duper graphics pack, which literally got just completely canned. But right, yeah, um, yeah, this is pretty cool. It's kind of funny to think a game that's designed like Minecraft. You know, so many of us are waiting for something like ray tracing. They're almost opposing ideas in a way. You know, but mm -hmm. it's true. So thank you very much, Darren. Appreciate that, brother. Always appreciate the support. All right, so. Uh, one other big thing, speak. I mean, this is a perfect segue. We're talking about horror, right? We got big Resident Evil news this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm pumped. So, uh, and Dread sounds like you're a big horror fan as well, which is great. Oh, definitely. Okay, so we'll leave Dan out of this conversation. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, Resident Evil Showcase coming this upcoming week, January 21st, which is where am I at? What day is that? Thursday? Wednesday? Thursday. So this Thursday at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific. Um, is going to be the Resident Evil Showcase. So uh, they've said we're going to get new gameplay from RE Village uh, and, and in addition to a new trailer. Um, but it's not just Village. We're going to get uh, updated news on other projects in the Resident Evil um, franchise as well. So really pumped for this. Village looks freaking incredible. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, it just looks so, so good. And it, mm -hmm. the fact that it's being developed for next gen, you know, they're focused on PS5 and Series X and S. Oh man, I, this is easily one of my most anticipated games because RE Seven was great, amazing, in my opinion. Yeah. I love yeah, it. I agree, it was amazing. Yeah. So, uh, just knowing what they can do, and, and you know, you take that kind of design. I love the first person aspect, in my opinion, for Resident Evil, the new one. Um, mm -hmm. And then now you put it in this almost like gothic kind of, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Dracula inspired castle. Do you know what I mean? It just oh, yeah. man, it's got all the makings of a, a, a very memorable horror game. So. But, uh, you know, one thing I also wanted to mention, I'll get you guys' uh, opinions on Village, but um, you think we're going to hear anything about the RE4 remake next week? I think there's a good chance. Not a lock, but it's definitely in development. So yeah. I would say 50-50, but we very well could. If they're saying other Resident Evil projects, yeah. um, you know, RE4 is supposed to basically be hitting the soonest after Village in terms of, like, their next projects. Yes. Um, so... I would think, unless there's like some kind of multiplayer thing they're going to show or something like that, because that's always possible. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm going to be, the, uh, go ahead, be the inexperienced uh, football quarterback here, and I'm going to throw the hail mary. <laughs> Hopefully, Dino Crisis. Oh, everyone's still hoping for it, right? Hopefully. That'd be hype. That would be hype. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. That would be amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I have to wonder. You know, when when we get to a situation like that, because that that is, you know, Capcom's heard that. You know, they've heard the calls for Dino Crisis. And it's been a few years now where so many of us in the community are like, God, you had such a great IP here. Bring it back. It's horror and dinosaurs. Like, yeah. Yeah. it sells itself. You don't even have to do anything. And we've um, seen dinosaurs sell. <laughs> that's what I mean, right? Those games will just sell. So it's, it is sometimes you, you do sit back in the community with developers and you think, well, why are they just sitting on this? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You have all these other teams that they could get to make these games, but... Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> real quick, uh, Graham, thanks, man. $2. Dan can go get a soda during this part of the cast, which it looks like he did. So <laughs> thanks, man. Um, so, Dread, let me hear, man. Uh, Resident Evil 7, you said you loved it as well. Village, you pumped for it, or you kind of, where are you at on it? Uh, I'm still, I am pumped. I'm just not, I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's, I, I have to see the game. You know what okay. I mean? I'm excited because I know what they've done before. Sure. I've seen what they've done before and I know what they can do, you know? So yeah, I'm excited in that aspect, but until, I, until we play the game, I don't know. 
You know, it may not be the direction I might like. So that's that's the caution in me, you know, a little reserved. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get gameplay on Thursday. At least at least we'll get a good look at what it's like to kind of actually play it, which is what makes all the difference. Yeah. And that's that's the cool thing about it. I mean, got burnt on it. Star Wars Episode One thing that it was going to be the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Then like, what the hell were you just watching? <laughs> That's a callback, right? So, I remember. Going, I, remember yeah. I know, like many of you who saw that in the theater, pumped people dressed up. You know, it was an event when Phantom Menace came out, and I remember leaving that theater like, <laughs> anyone else uh, not really care for that too much? Like, yeah, you know, it brings me back to fanboys. You know, at the end, the great like, movie, great hey, movie. What if this movie sucks? <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like. That that was yes, that was yeah. it. You know, that's one and of the funniest it, like ending lines in a movie I can yeah. remember. Is that? Yeah. Yep. And and uh, that's an R two. That's not an R two in my pocket. That, that's I went. But uh, <laughs> we'll leave it at that part. You know, we'll cut it short. But no, it's it's it. Ever since then, I've been I've learned to hold back my excitement when it comes to, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to no. I, I hope it's going to be good. Yeah, and then we'll we'll see what happens. You know what I mean. So, I I reserve myself a little bit more than I used to. I mean, okay, huge fanboy, and and you know wearing the shirts and and walking around and talking about oh this is going to be great, and then you find out uh, <laughs> <laughs> they failed. You know for whatever reason, you know direction, uh, just overkill, whatever it was. It was just the same same. You know so, you it know happens. And that's that's why you know yeah I'm I'm hyped for it but I'm I'm not gonna walk around town bragging that it's gonna be the best game ever <laughs> gonna, you know what I mean we'll, I got we'll, you fair we'll enough see how it is fair enough Z Black let me get a super chat you all do the best work on YouTube but Switch isn't a console <laughs> 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 appreciate that Black man always appreciate the support thanks for the uh, the nice compliment and uh, yeah we'll leave the Switch one alone it's a uh, we'll, I don't know. The Switch is the Switch, just like Nintendo is Nintendo. They're unique. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Benji. Man, Resident Evil Village. I'm uh, I'm I'm a ten out of ten hype. Completely <laughs> 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 the opposite. I'm, I'm I'm at a ten. I'm at a solid ten. Now that uh, that very well may change, um, but my God, I loved Resident Evil Seven. Yeah. I loved that game and everything H showing is speaking to me. I think the, uh, the designs look amazing. Um, setting looks, you know, terrific. Um, I like resident evil going full on horror like they did with seven. I like the action ones too. You know, I really think Capcom is one of the best run companies in the industry right now. Like I really do. They did not used to be that way, but I'd say over the last, you know, I'd, I'd say particularly the last like four years or so, they are one of the best run publishers that there is in gaming and uh i mean their success i mean every single year literally for like the last four years has been their most profitable year ever like it just keeps going up um because they're making really good decisions um and i think it's good that they've actually been alternating third person and first person resident evils right we got like the two and three remakes Mm -hmm. we had the seven first person before that so so you're getting like a mix of everything you're getting the action more action feeling resident evil games but you're also getting these newer straight up horror first person games um of course you know exactly like dreadpool said this game could not be good you know so i, I wouldn't go in oh, like, i didn't say it could not i said you should not meet up your hype yeah yeah no i i get what you're what you're meaning i'm saying uh 
you know, I wouldn't go in assuming this is going to be the greatest game ever. That is a very true point. Um, but I'm really hyped for it. I would say this is easily one of my most anticipated games of 2021. Um, I just really love good horror games. And, and especially AAA ones, we get very few. If you notice, a lot of the horror games nowadays are lower budget. Yeah. Which a lot of lower budget games are amazing. But it's pretty rare nowadays you're getting these big, giant AAA horror games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I am pumped. Hopefully the gameplay looks good Thursday because I'm I'm going in very excited. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that point too, and it, it's disappointing for guys like us who really love horror games, right? Uh, and, and horror movies the same way. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like you know when when a good big budget one comes along, it's kind of special. Mm -hmm. um, that's why honestly I'm hoping the medium does so well and turns out fantastic because Bloober makes really fantastic psychological stories they really do mm -hmm. and but their games have always been kind of on that edge of just kind of um uh, janky a little bit i guess is the word that's often used but if, if medium comes through and it's the experience we all hope it's going to be i think bluebird can kind of escalate you know they've got the room to and the potential to really start making some big big stuff so mm -hmm. it's um, interesting because i feel like we used to get like more horror games you know there was a time where yeah. we had like we had resident evil we had silent hill we had the what was the photograph one yeah fatal frame uh, fatal frame you had you know there was like a time period where there was like a lot of horror games coming out yeah you had that. fear was a big one yeah yes, fear. fear don't say the space one because that's not horror <laughs> yeah <laughs> dead yeah. space but Deep space, yeah. <laughs> but, but, it's, uh, no, it's not horror. But. but there used to be like a lot of horror games, and uh, it's definitely something we see less of nowadays. Like in terms of the big space, like AAA space, it almost yeah. feels like Resident Evil is almost the last one standing because there's yeah. not even, you know, I don't believe we'll ever get an Evil Within three. So uh, Evil Within two is old, really bad. So um, yeah, yeah, it's a great bummer. game. Yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, it's a shame. Condemned. Contend. Oh, yeah, Contend. That's, nice pull. Yeah, that's, that's nice actually pull. still one of my top three all-time horror games is Condemned. The first one. Love that game. Yeah, yeah. No, no comment here. Subs, <laughs> <laughs> well, man. Halfway through Evil Within 2, so I will say that. You probably got farther than me. I didn't play the hell out of that. I played the hell of the first one. I, it I was really, it. really good until it, it wasn't. So. Until it scared you too much? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, now I can feel my heart racing. Um, <laughs> my all-time favorite is Dead Island. Oh, okay. That's, that's a, a that's fun. fun. One. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's even fun when you're at work and your wife calls you because the TV is talking to you. <clears throat> so, yeah, she was playing. She didn't realize she she had it on public. Uh, oh, open for the public shit. to jump in. <laughs> somebody jumped in and they're like, "Yeah, come follow me." She's like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> follow me. We're gonna go this way." And she's like, "Huh? And, and where are you? I'm right behind you." What? <laughs> I come home, blankets and sheets are all over the TV, the connect, everything. Oh my Everything's god. Everything's unplugged. Yeah, that so great. yeah, that's what makes it special. <laughs> He's looking at me right now, like with the evil eye. Like, <laughs> Giving you the eye from over the monitor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, stops. Thanks for the uh, pound 49 uh, super chat or super sticker, man. Really appreciate the support. Um, another one, uh, Elu called out too is uh, where's he at? Eternal Darkness. You know, that was a, a very psychological kind of thriller back then, too. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, good ones. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, anyway, pumped on uh, on Resident Evil. Um, the only other thing I wanted to jump to real quick was uh, about delays, just, to, you know, to share for listeners and stuff I'm not aware of. But we got a, an interesting kind of big one, right? At the start of the year was Hogwarts Legacy. So, you know, mm -hmm. the upcoming 
Harry Potter game that just got shown formally a few months ago as this big title coming in 2021. We get two weeks into the year and they don't just delay it. They say it's coming in 2022. I mean, they pushed it back huge. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I found that kind of weird in a way um, because we also got a delay of uh, Riders Republic this week, uh, Ubisoft's other new IP uh, to later in 2021 is what they said. Now, no date for either of these, but I do find it kind of peculiar that they took all this time to show us Hogwarts Legacy and then come out just a short while later and say, okay, this is delayed over a year. Um, I don't know. That that just seems weird to me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, it's a cyberpunk effect, baby. And I hate yeah. to say it, but I think we're going to see more of this, like full year delays. Yeah. Yeah. Phil Spencer had mentioned that uh, the real impact of COVID would be felt not until 2021. And yeah. I think we're going to see that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the only fortunate thing is, is that because going back to what we were talking about with so many games, just in general releasing, um, you know, if we missed 20% of them, there's still too many to play anyway. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, so um, anything else, uh, guys, before we get to currently playing? So I'll touch on that. So while we're talking about what you're currently playing, um, feel free to talk about anything else that you want to bring up. But Benji, I'll start with you, man. What have you been up to uh, lately in terms of uh, game rotation? A lot. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> I'm, one, I'm one of those dudes that's like always playing a million things. Um, I've been playing a lot of Destiny 2 Beyond Light. Um, okay. I've been playing well, a lot of Destiny 2. That update on Series X and PS5 is gorgeous too. it's so good it's yeah. one of the best next gen updates yep. like like it is so good that that is an amazing update so i started getting really back into destiny 2 um kind of towards the tail end of last year i'd been yeah. out of it for a while um i hadn't played destiny too much in like probably a full year or two before that um and then towards the end of last year i got way you know back into it and yeah i'm, I'm enjoying it a lot so i've been playing a lot of destiny 2 beyond light I'm at about 110 hours in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Okay. Um, I'm a I'm a crazy that's 100%ing the map. So Whoa. Uh, yeah, Whoa. I do I do it in every open world game, like every <laughs> single open world game. 100%. Have you played Cyberpunk yet? No, I'm waiting till the next gen update. I'm not gonna okay. touch that until later this year. Yeah, yeah I'm not. But that I'm that that, that, that I map it. takes some time. Yeah, when you, I, when you say 100% of the map, like just opening up the map or doing everything on the map doing everything on the map Dear lord yeah I'm crazy. Dear lord. I'm crazy i do it with every open world game i'm one of those those guys that those designers that make the million question marks all over the map i'm the guy they make it for you have to get them all catch yeah. them all yeah so uh you're so screwed that's, when you get the cyberpunk thing that's why i just yeah. said yeah has he played yeah. cyberpunk yeah oh there's a lot God. of stuff to do in that game so destiny assassin's creed valhalla i'm still playing and finishing up a uh, little big planet sackboy's adventure uh yes sackboy, sackboy, sackboy big adventure that's one of my favorite games the last it's year so good it's so good it, it is one of the most underrated games of 2020 thank 100%. you preach it preach it, it. Wanna, i think it's the best little big planet game to be honest with you i think it's yeah, the best. i agree yeah, i think it's the best one so uh Finishing up that, and then I also just started Watch Dogs Legion. So, ah, let nice. me know what you think of that because uh, that I've seen like I really liked it a lot. Yeah, I've enjoyed the intro. Like I've played probably not a lot, but maybe like two hours into Legion, and I think it's good so far. Like I, I'm liking it. Yeah, I I loved it. I reviewed it for us, put a lot of time into it, um, and I know other people who have it in their top, you know, two or three games of 2020. Mm -hmm. um, but then, like I know Dan, Steve, who writes for us at SG2. Like they mm -hmm. just didn't they didn't care for it that much at all. It seems to be a kind of a either you love it or don't <laughs> type right, of game. Right. 
Yeah, I'm not far enough into it to give like a hardcore impression, but my early impression was good. The one thing I will say I don't like is, uh, and I know it's the main hook of the game, ironically, but I don't like that I don't have a set character. Uh, that, like a narrative I, around that character. Yeah, that just feels weird to me. Like they all seem so borderline generic, like, <laughs> you know, like NPC quest giver, like talking. I don't know. I yeah. wish there was a hardcore dedicated character, um, you know, but like but, a protagonist. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. uh but the gameplay, I, I enjoyed the gameplay. I think the game looks beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the main rotation right now. And then, of course, Overwatch. I play Overwatch. Just <laughs> yes. Like, that's all I play is Overwatch. <laughs> so. Speaking of which, I was thinking about that the other day because I know you're a huge fan and coming on. And I was like, we haven't heard anything from Overwatch 2 in a while, have we? Well, like, do you know any news on that? Um, I know that a streamer um, okay. that is... Uh, apparently well connected to blizzard i don't know like all the history behind this person but i saw a report that uh someone who's been accurate in the past about blizzard stuff yeah um said development is going extraordinarily slowly um they might have been a team that was impacted really hard by covid and okay. they were basically saying it'd be optimistic if it even makes 2021 so that might wow. be a 2022 game now and i think originally that was supposed to be much sooner Hmm. by the uh the comments that were made by blizzard so wow. yeah it seems like that game may have got massively delayed okay. so that's a bummer <laughs> yeah yeah got it that's cool though at least we know something yeah. um sack boy's a new anthem meaning we can't go a show without hearing about it sack boy's good though <laughs> yes that's right and you're going to continue hearing about sack boy darn it it's good it's really good the soundtrack is amazing yes it is yes it is Especially and then see here you go song. shizno says legion is my game of the year from last year i'm telling you it's great so, um, sorry, Dre, go ahead, man. What have you been I up was to? Saying, uh, yeah, I was saying Sackboy, especially that one song um, from Bruno Mars in there. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that was, was really amazing. Cool. There's, a, there's a couple other ones like that, too. Like, there's one after Britney Spears Toxic, and not like mm -hmm. I listen to Britney Spears, but the level <laughs> itself right. is awesome. There's a Jungle Boogie one. Um, oh, my God, dude. It's just such a good game. Yeah, it really is. So, I, I got into uh, Gears 5, the... Um, Oh, Hive Busters? The Hive Busters, yes. Nice. Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah. So I did mean, that, uh, enjoyed it. You know, I haven't finished it, just played it by myself for a little bit. I wanted to see it, kind of, you know, see before I get into it and just play it around for a little bit. And the next day, I know I, I was playing for quite some time. <laughs> so, yeah, it was like I just wanted to see the visuals and see what, you know, and here, here I am playing it again, you know, just whatever. But um, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Uh, Black Ops, you know, so doing that again, Fortnite, no building, just straight up shooting. Okay. Actually, we actually, uh, last weekend, we, we got first place. Okay. No building. <laughs> you say we? We, uh, a group of friends. Oh, okay. Like a standard group you play with. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Not a standard group. Just one, one of one of my friends I consider a brother okay. and then another one of his friends. Okay. And they were just back and forth and i'm just like all right let's keep playing i'm like i just let you guys know i don't build they're like what are you talking about build i'm like okay we're on the same team there we go so yeah do, um doing that uh let's see i bought new the scott pilgrim so finally oh, yeah i've yeah, heard it's great it is great i i okay. played it on the 360 never bought it and then i find out it was it was taken off and i was like oh man i i yeah. love playing it and just didn't get around to it so as soon as it hit midnight and it was able to to purchase it it was like 15 bucks yeah so i bought it i was playing it last night i ended up playing um what was the other one 
uh, Halo last night too. I ended okay. up playing with Mav and the crew. Okay, nice. So yeah, just having a good time. Yeah, there's just so much. That's what I mean. Yeah, and, just, and with some, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I was agreeing with you. There's so much. I mean, I had to look at my phone to see what I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like the days where you kind of have one big game and that's it. You know, that's mm-hmm. the game you're playing. There's just so much. It's like a buffet at all times now. Um, yeah, here you go, Shizno. Good to see you, brother. I haven't gotten Sackboy yet. Going to get it when I get a PS5. Yes. More Sackboy sales. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pick it up. Yeah, it's amazing. Dan, what you and the Eclair has been up to, man? Mostly clearing. <laughs> really you know what like i thought about it i was like man i haven't played crap this week like i really I, no like I, I you know what i've been doing watching forged in fire like <laughs> marathon you know and, i mean i don't know why like, it's just like yeah let's just see what this is oh this is the best show i've ever seen in my life my so, uh yeah, is that okay. the one where they make knives and stuff yes yeah like yeah. axes and swords yeah 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 so i mean like every time i go to play I'm like, maybe I'll watch one episode and then I'll jump onto whatever. And then I end up watching like five or six episodes. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I can't put it down. So <clears throat> I did play a little bit of uh, Hitman 2 to kind of get ready for yeah. Hitman 3, just kind of get my bearings and stuff. Um, and I realized that I never played the Patient Zero DLC for the first Hitman. Okay. And screw that mission. <laughs> There's like four small missions you know, or whatever it is. And, and the last one, I, I, I don't even know what to do. Like, like it, it takes the hit. It's just really hard or. It's, so, so patient zero is what it's called. So you can kind of imagine what it's about. It's, you know, okay. it's like a virus, right? So <laughs> I'm playing it and like you, there's two targets you have to assassinate. The problem is one of them is super, super like contagious. So, as this dude is walking around, he's infecting all these other people. And then you have to kill all those people. So you have to do it so fast, which isn't like a normal hitman kind of game. You know, you kind of take your time, you know, you kind of learn what's going on. This one, you, you know, I think I found that you just basically have to bum rush it and uh-huh. do it as fast as you possibly can before this guy gets out of his, you know, whatever his, his containment. And, he, you know, maybe I don't know if he doesn't know he's infected. You know, and then if you get too close to somebody that's infected, then you get infected and you got like five minutes to find a cure. I'm just oh, like, okay. I have no idea what's going on. Like like everything up until that point, in all the missions in the Hitman series, it's always been very methodical. And now it's kind of throwing me for a loop. So it's cool. It's cool. It's a cool little, you know, deal that, you know, they kind of changed it around a little bit. But mm. it was like the first three missions, not too bad. Fourth mission, I'm, I'm almost giving up on it. So it, it was it was tough. Um, so uh, Elu asked, "What your favorite Hitman map is? Do you have one?" Oh, jeez, I like I, I think the Paris probably like the one with the ball and or the the the, the show the, the whatever the, the fashion show. I like that one a lot. Um, that was Hitman Two or One. One. Okay, because um, I've played that, but I haven't I haven't played a lot of Hitman, but I do remember playing that. Yeah, that one's really good. And also the Miami from Hitman 2, which is basically the racetrack. Um, that one's more like cluttered. So, but, you know, and there's a lot of small areas that you, you need different disguises or access to. Um, the Showstopper, yeah, that's the Hitman 1 one. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped for three. Yeah. You know, yeah. After I figured out the 
thesis that they put out on their website about how <laughs> you know, I now know but I, you know I, I started playing it because I have it on the PS4 as well yeah because you know, I got it for super cheap and so I was like well I'll just play it up until that point then I'm like well why why am I doing that when I can just go back and play everything again which is probably what I'll do anyway but now my my, my progress carries over so that's nice you know there's 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 a lot of you know and the VR is coming out for it so yeah yeah that's about. crazy yeah, I, I, uh, I didn't play Hitman 1 or 2, but I'm definitely getting Hitman 3. So oh, yeah. many people say that those games are amazing, and I didn't play either one of them. So yeah. story-wise, will I be okay? Can I just play Hitman 3? Yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's, so, so it's the trilogy of games. So Hitman and then Hitman 2. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the thing with, with, with Hitman is kind of what I said last week. It's more about the how than the why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's... It's not like an absolution story where the Hitman Absolution was more, you know, story based. And it kind of, right. you know, this is, you could skip Hitman one and two and be you fine. Can, yeah, for the most okay. part. I mean, I think that they'll probably have like a recap. Mm-hmm. You, know, <laughs> you know, I think they had one for two, but I, I don't remember. Hell, probably. I'm sure you could find one online probably. Yeah. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm hoping they do like the full motion cutscenes that mm-hmm. they did. Hitman one because then in Hitman two they went away from that and just kind of did this weird stop motion thing where they talked over. And I was just like, this is stupid. And I mean, you don't have a whole lot of these cutscenes. I mean, it's not like you have to put a ton of money into it. You know, make people move. You know, it's it's that that's it was kind of one of those nice things you know about the first one. Um, but other than that, I think that's it. But here's the thing: I like bought like three games. I think. Of course you did. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's me too. Yeah, buying yeah. games and I've been playing them. I bought more than I played. I bought Ghost Runner. Um, and oh uh, yeah, and I bought uh, Scott Pilgrim. And then I bought, I think, well, that might be it. Just maybe those two. I haven't even touched either one of them. I need to get Scott Pilgrim. It looks so fun. Yeah, it's got it. online multiplayer now. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I got, I got to uh, get it then. Like yeah, co-op, definitely. you mean? You can co-op. co-op yep. Okay. okay. Right. Yeah. Shit, Dan. I'll pick it up. Let's run through it. I got it on the PS4 though, man, or PS5, I should say. That's, I don't care where it is. That's fine. Yeah, that's where I got cool. it. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm down for it. I want to. I never played it. the original, so I haven't either. I've I, always heard good things, but yeah, I never played. It. I never played it either. Yeah, I've I never, I never even watched the movie. Oh, I can. Oh, oh, yeah. you, oh I know, right? How bad is that? How yeah, bad yeah. Is yeah. yeah. I can. You, have to, you may have to leave the show and go. Start I can vouch for the movie. <laughs> People blast me every time I say that. It is so good, and it's so unique. That's what makes it cool. It's so uniquely done. It's awesome. Um, uh, speaking of that, we talked about Forged and Fire, and Bizzle said this sounds like Cobra Kai. I yes, will be watching that too. I finally started watching it. I watched the whole first season and two from the second season in the last 36 hours by myself. <laughs> it is, it is surprisingly good. It's cheesy at times and whatever, but it's surprisingly good. Like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm hooked. I, I watched uh, a few shows while I could on YouTube. And then after that, I had no access to it. So right, once, yeah. it, once it hit Netflix, I was like, Oh yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I finally hit it on Christmas break. And I'm like, Yes, you know, both seasons good to go. And I'm like, how long before season three? January 1st. I was like, no way, this is awesome. <laughs> so I literally binge watched it January 1st, or I think it was actually second, all the way through. It's it just like binge watching the first two seasons and then the third one right after that. And I'm like, when's four coming out? When's four <laughs> yeah. coming out? I posted about it yesterday on Twitter, and everyone said the same thing. Like, everyone yeah. loves it. It's just there's something about it that. The like you're engaged with the characters, you're just invested almost. It's it's interesting. 
it brings you back. It's the nostalgia for us, you know, for, for those yeah. of us that remember, you know what I mean? It brings you back. It, it kind of brings you back into the feels and it gives you a different outlook of it too. So it's not the same continuation, but it's not different. And that's, that's, I think what, it's just the way that they brought it full circle. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's I don't done want to really ruin well. it for anybody else that hasn't seen it. But. No, it, 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 I agree with you. It's, it's hard to say details of course, but like if you're like me and was like, oh, it's probably a stupid kind of cheesy show. That's what I said for the past however long it's been out. It's actually really good. Give it a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul, good to see you, brother. Uh, fantastic show and discussion, gentlemen. You made Saturday work much easier. Got to get ready for indie <laughs> show. Yeah, indie show is coming up shortly. So, um, But yeah, thank you very much, Paul. Always appreciate it, mate. Uh, for me, so I'll just shout out Yakuza again. Um, still playing through it uh, like a dragon on the Series X um loving it like i said last week even if you're not a big yakuza fan give it a shot because it's a really fun game yeah um, the poker side side game yeah Just they shouldn't have put a, a poker game in there where you can make a lot of money and they're not very smart because as a poker player i literally just broke the game i have like 40 million in currency so i uh you know, I can buy anything now. Um, yeah. I kept texting Dan. I'm like, now I have this many chips. Now I have this many chips. Now, <laughs> and I just, you know, I destroyed it. But um, yeah, if you're gonna put poker in your video game, get someone to program it who understands poker or <laughs> cards, because otherwise, people like me will just break the game. It's fine. See, have you played any blackjack though? I didn't need to. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I I played that quite a bit. And yeah, you can I make more it. in poker though. That's what I yeah. What kind of poker is it? Is it just straight poker? It's it's hold'em, but it's um it's limit betting. Okay. I don't I don't know how much you know about poker, but yeah, I'm, I know my shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I never played it. Uh, Texas hold'em, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something, some state hold'em, right? So, no, I mean like like I literally I, I I'm to the point with poker. I'm not even joking. When I was in my mid twenties, you remember when poker went through that craze where it just blew yeah. up? It was on ESPN, and mm-hmm. so around that time, I got seriously into it. And I played in Atlantic City, and there was one point where I literally almost quit my job to play full time. Oh damn! Um, so I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I've I've played a lot of poker in a lot of places. So when yeah, games like, like this stupid hat and like the sunglasses with like the earbuds in no usually what you would see uh people at tables for the guys back then in my age it was uh hoodies so you'd have a hoodie up you put your hood up and you'd have yeah you'd have like one just music because you're sitting there for hours yeah um and unless you if you especially if you don't know the people some people are cool but you're in a casino you'd get the (laughs) weirdest mix of people in atlantic city dan um there's some characters so you didn't know if you were going to get into a fight or meet an old woman or you know like old lady or yeah anyway i mean both of those sound awesome yeah i could well tell you, i'll share some more stories sometime this isn't the podcast for it. <laughs> but anyway uh that's yeah fantastic i think i'm on chapter 10 dan in the story oh, yeah, you're getting there yeah there's going to be a point where the difficulty spikes like a mother okay. and you'll know it as soon as you get to it as soon as you hit the fight it's just like what what just happened i did you know? just have a big a very big kind of thing that happened now with it but anyway yeah um, but i can buy all the best weapons so i'll be good <laughs> it's the it's the level difference like the levels jump up okay. you got to be like i mean you got to get to like 50 i think eventually like i think i, I ended like at 62 is where I ended oh, it, crap. and it was there were a couple of tough spots, man, for right. sure. But yeah, I, I went, I went to that fight. I think like 10, 
10 uh, levels too low. And I was just like, geez, that did really, really poorly. Wow. So, I didn't realize that high. I think my guys are like 25 or something. Oh yeah. You're, there's, there's a, there's a point you get to where you can grind. It's not okay. really that much of a grind either. It's, it's kind of easy. So once you hit that point, you'll know what it is. Okay. The only thing I, the only thing I don't like is I don't know what's with the JRPGs or the Japanese developers always feel like they have to put the same dungeon design. Like persona has it. Dragon mm -hmm. Quest has it, Yakuza has it, and it's not good. It's just no. not good game design. You literally walk around the same corridors with the mm -hmm. same graphics and just have the same fights for like, you know, time after time and time again. And it's like, why? Just get me out of here. Mm -hmm. The rest of the game's so good. But, yeah. um, and then Torchlight 3, by the way, uh, anyone Ooh. listening, Torchlight 3 popped up on Game Pass yesterday or the day before. Um, yeah. So I, I did make a character in that and start playing it. I don't know how much time I'm going to put into it. Um, but that's out there. And then, uh, to Dan's credit, he got me playing Yakuza and I just picked up, oh, it's right here. Just picked up Pathless for mm -hmm. PS5. I've heard that's good. Yeah. He loved it. It was his game of the year. Ooh. So, yep. uh, supposed to be really good. Of course I had to get the physical one. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've got to get, it's still in the plastic. It just arrived last night. So I've got to install that and, uh, start playing that too, but. Anyway, man, uh, it's been a pleasure, guys. Honestly, it's a great conversation. Love having you guys on. Dread, it was great having you on for the first time, man. Benji, always welcome. Thanks for coming back on. And, uh, yeah, it just worked out with all the uh, the insight and numbers and everything else. Resident Evil, we got horror fans, Halo fans, <laughs> Sega fans. Dan, I'm keeping the I'm keeping the panels loaded. Yep. There's going to be one day where it's like, hey, you, you know, it's a Pathless fan. Well, wait a second. Know? Wait yeah. a second. We got a Chicago fan here. Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's so there you go. Sure. I gave you and I used to live in Chicago too. There you go. So there you go. I have nothing against Chicago. <laughs> I only did for a short time. Though. I wasn't in Chicago very long. Yeah. I was there till '85. <laughs> oh, okay. Big year for Chicago with the Bears. Yes, right. it was. <laughs> they win uh, and then we move. Yep. <laughs> uh, and Elu reminded me too. Uh, he, he's talked me back into getting into Mortal Kombat. So that's why I was laughing dread before the show because I was a Mortal Kombat tournament player years ago. I still have my fighting stick. I have to use a stick like the arcade. Um, nice. But I played the hell out of Mortal Kombat 11, reviewed it for the site when it came out. Um, but I haven't gone back to it. And he's been uh, talking to me about playing. So we're going to break out Mortal Kombat again and have some game nights. See how that goes. He doesn't know what he's in for, but MK11 is so good. It's incredible. It's it, so it, it really is. I, yeah. I, when you look at the content and the quality and everything mm -hmm. they do, like Netherrealm just crushes it, man. Yeah, that's they're insane. Yeah. Injustice. They're so good. See, yeah, that's, that's why I love three back in the old school days when he, when it, they were in the arcades. Depending on the arcade you went to, determined on what version you had to play. That's true. So that's they true. did it on purpose, so you would have to travel. To different arcades <laughs> um and there you could always tell pretty quickly if you played a lot of it too what difficulty setting they had it on it was like is my quarter gonna last or am i dead in five seconds you know yeah. interesting but anyway guys uh been an absolute honor so um i always joke because everyone we have on is known by our community but um you know uh you can shout out anyway so dread i'll start with you man where can uh people find you well they can find me on twitter dreadpool the o's are actually zeros YouTube, Gamertag, and Stadia. Dreadpool, all letters, all caps. Stadia. Um, yes, yeah, Stadia. Still have it. <laughs> uh, I get it for free. I mean, I, I haven't paid for it. I just paid the or original bundle, and I'm still getting the free games. Whatever. Well, there you go. 
So um, Breaking Bread with Dread is on anchor.fm slash dreadpool. Uh, Game and Beyond the Box, Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then Breakfast Boom on uh, Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern. And then at Four Guys with Quarters, when we do the interviews, I uh, help out. I'm sorry? You got a lot of shows, dude. You are all over the place. How do you have time? What are you talking about? The one thing's bi-monthly to monthly. The other one's <laughs> weekly. The other one's weekly. And then the other one is whenever there's an interview. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. Also, one last thing. My DMs are always open. So if anybody needs to vent, whatever, get something off their chest, uh, I may not know what to say, but at least you'll have someone to listen. All right. There you go, man. That's, that's very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for and that. And again, yeah, thank you guys for having me on. It's been a pleasure. No, of oh, course, yeah. man. We'll do it again for sure. Um, Benji, man, where can people find you? Uh, at Benji Sales on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. In fact, maybe too active. <laughs> but uh, I'm on Twitter all the time talking about video game industry, video game sales and business. Um, sales and business side is kind of my specialty, but you know I talk about games in general as well. So at Benji Sales on Twitter. YouTube, I'm the same. I'm just Benji Sales on YouTube. I usually go live about once a week. I do about one stream a week. It's the live chat over there. Um, we break down all sorts of stuff. Basically, the biggest gaming news for the week. It's a real interactive thing with chat. Um, so YouTube, Benji Sales, or Twitter, Benji Sales. Fantastic. Well, thanks again, guys. Uh, appreciate you coming on. It's been a really, really fun chat. And uh, yeah, Dan, anything you want to call out? Nope. <laughs> no. All right. So uh, for Season Gaming, um, do have uh, reviews. There's a review of Iris Fall Up. There's another review probably coming tomorrow on another uh, indie title called Little Acre. Um, there's also an article coming from Steve around Dungeons and Dragons and playing online during the pandemic. So kind of a unique article, but a look at how Dungeons and Dragons game nights have kind of moved to the online, uh, you know, presence because of the pandemic and, and how that works. Um, if you missed it, I'd really appreciate you guys checking out the one-on-one uh, -on -one chat I had with Lord Cognito from the Iron Lords. Um, it was just a, you know, the, it's a new series I'm doing where it's just a one-on-one -on -one conversation as if the camera's not on, just a, you know, almost like a coffee chat or beer chat. Um, and it was an absolute blast. And like I said, Dredd, we talk on the arcades a lot, uh, the competition, uh, what it was like, the kind of people you would meet, the clicks mm -hmm. and groups, and uh, just a just a great conversation. And then uh, I just got in this morning the latest Big Daddy exclusive statue, the Bioshock statue, big big thing. So I'll uh, be doing the unboxing and uh, review of that this weekend. So look for that video um, on the site and channel beginning of next week. So awesome. That's it. Thanks again, everyone. Uh, that was Bigcast One Thirty Seven, and we will see you next Saturday. Peace. Happy gaming. Hey, bye.